Hi guys, this is Walter and Tiki, and this is True Ghost Stories by Real People. Um, I know on our preview episode we were gonna do uh, celebrity ghosts, and we did. We did a whole hour of celebrity ghosts, and it was trash. <laughs> it was awful. It truly no, was. It was. It was awful. And thanks be unto God, the episode somehow didn't record, and. We decided that we were going to instead do Ghost of Serial Killers. Mm. Um, before we start, we have a new Facebook group called True Ghost Stories by Real People. Um, it, the link is in the bottom description at the bottom of the episode. No, it will be. No, it, it, it will be when we post this. It's already there. So right. it's based. Okay, so it's at the bottom, guys. So it's in the description box. When they're listening to it, it will be there. Okay, tell me it's in the description. It's in the description box. You just have to copy and paste the link. Okay. Now we should see more of you listeners get into the group. We got some good um discussions going on. Discussions guess. going on. So and therefore you can leave your your, your stories comments, there your easier. stories and everything there. <clears throat> and I do want to pick like the best ones and then read them on here. Mm-hmm. That would be dope, too. Dope means fly. Who don't know that? Good, a lot of people. <laughs> they do so no dope mean fly in 2019. They know it mean that in 2019. You know America popular. We got a lot of drama going. I said out of state. <laughs> I mean out of country. Yeah, we got a lot of drama going. They know what they know. What, slang is not they know slang. what dope mean though. You could pick it up. You ever watch that video I showed you? Mm-hmm. You watched it right with me. He was right from a different Europe, country. Yeah. England, where was mm-hmm. it at? It was in the UK. But anywho, <clears throat> like he said, tonight's episode will be about ghosts of serial killers. And the first one. Wait a minute. First one first? on the list is H.H. Holmes. You know him? I do. I know him very well. Uh, theory is H.H. H. Holmes is Jack the Ripper. You know your past life. Again, I'm going to say, stop letting these listeners think that I'm a um, serial killer or something. I just asked you to stop. I will again reiterate <laughs> that I believe in your past life you were Jack the Ripper. I can see the potential. Wow. Psychically. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. I know it was there. Why? And H. H. Holmes was supposedly in Europe during the times during the during the time of those murders. And when he left from abroad, the murders left with him. So what 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 I do? <clears throat> you know, whatever Jack the Ripper did. And then furthermore, whatever I'm assuming you're about to read right now about H. H. Holmes, you mm. did that also. Because the theory is that he is he, <laughs> so and you were they, huh? I am not nobody, Jack the Ripper. That was a man. Why would you even let my no? You're not Jack the Ripper. That was a name. You're H H Holmes. And let me. Be, you well, were H H Holmes. My apologies. I mean, now you're. Yeah. Mm. You don't know how reincarnation works. Uh, I've seen it all my life. I don't got time for to get into, into the specifics of how reincarnation. No, works. I don't believe you said I'm a serial killer. Like, and I'm I'm dead ass. Like, you got listeners probably thinking, what kind of they can't think she? anything right now because you ain't even tell us 
Nothing about H.H. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. So, H.H. Holmes' castle may be gone, but his spirit remains. Mm, no, it don't. In the late 1800s, the man known as H.H. Holmes not only killed dozens of women, he actually built an elaborate murder castle in which he conducted his gruesome deeds. Acting as his own arch architect, Holmes oversaw the construction of a labyrinth charnel house filled with traps, blind hallways, secret passages, and chutes leading to the basement so he could quickly dispose of bodies. The rooms in the castle were rigged with alarms that alerted Holmes if anyone tried to escape. Some acted as homage gas chambers. No, some acted as homemade gas chambers while others were fitted with iron plates and blow torches. In the basement, even worse things waited, and when authorities finally broke in, they found a dissecting table, vats of acid, and a cremation, and a box filled with skeletons. Holmes was hanged in 1896, though it took his heart some 15 minutes to stop beating mm. afterward. Several of the people involved in his execution expired under mysterious circumstances. The castle itself was burned to the ground, but the chamber of horrors beneath it remained until a, port, a post office was built on the lot in 1938. To this day, neighbors continue to report strange sounds from the basement of the post office building, and do dogs shy away from the, office, the office's exterior. Employees have been reported seeing ghostly figures, presumably homes, prowling the basement. Yep. Of course, I don't believe he's still prowling. That's sold and transpired. Into what? Well, it was transferred, I should say, into, into a new husk. And who resides in that? Come on now, Freckles. <laughs> if if they're saying Jack might be HH, then I'm saying maybe. He resides in you because Jack resides in you. <laughs> I just like I really just don't believe you seriously think that I was a serial killer or could have been or could have been one in my I my do, head. and I think that the potential to still be one it resides within you. So I would be the type of serial killer to just be going down hunting people down. No. Like a like, like, uh, 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 like you would start out as maybe a surgeon or one of those people who perform autopsies, <laughs> and then you would just take it somewhere dark. Like it would go from, you know, doing it for the good guys to wondering what it would be like to slice open one of those guys live and do an autopsy. Oh, so I'm a killer. I'm. A, I like the torture. That's no, it's they would be drugged. They would be heavily drugged because I don't, I don't I don't think you have the stomach for a lot of screams and whatnot. Mm. But so they would make no noise. No, but you'd be cutting. <laughs> and boy, if they were up, they would be screaming. And so, <laughs> and and so, what type of pleasure would I have gotten out of that? The fact I don't that know. It's a it's a it's a sick thrill. It's the same pleasure you get from going to strangers' funerals. I go to strangers' funerals because it's sad. Maybe that's the emotion you would connect with your murders, <laughs> but it's it, for me. No. It, it seems a little bit. It seems a little perverted. It has a perverted because this is us. These it, when you go to a funeral, it's supposed to be 
for somebody you know or somebody you had a connection with. To sit in a stranger's funeral means you want to be nearer to death. I don't even do that no more. Uh, no, because you no longer have to go outside to go to a stranger's funeral because the internet gives you access to everybody's funeral. <laughs> Famous people, people you would have never met, and you don't have no reason. And then it's people, it's not like you're going to people's funerals who died of like some tragedy that was like nationwide news. You're going to people's funerals whose family put them up there just for, you know, for remembrance of their family's sake. And you're sitting back. No, most of the time that pops up on my phone. Why? They only give you things that you are interested in. <laughs> and for funerals to pop up, uh, that means you're interested in it. And you didn't know them, so you're not going for the sadness. You're going for the, for the camera to pan across that body and you to get a glimpse of that stiff. <laughs> So that's the that's that's the fixation on cadavers, like mm -hmm. dead people's body. Yep, you would have thousands and thousands of pictures when they found your hideout, boy. <laughs> I tell you, the things they would see. <laughs> that's not they funny. They dragged those that's those crazy. photo albums out of there. Those tortured and drugged cadavers. And they gotta show y'all my kid. Ooh, oh my god, I would say I, when the cameras pan to Walter. <laughs> I'm going to get that five minutes of fame. I'm going to say it. It's so sad because you never think like that one of your family members is like that. But if I can be honest with you guys, I've always, like, there were no outward signs. Not really. Not to, to like, a passing stranger. Or, like, even anybody who sat in her presence for more than five minutes. But to know her, oh, she had some strange things. Wow. One could have said... Someone should have gotten her help as a child. Because I just, I've seen a lot of odd quirks about my mother. I just wish I had known what they meant. I apologize to the families of the victims. Wow. And the only thing you could give them is she like, she, she used to go to people's funerals and she watched people's funerals on YouTube. Yeah, with intensity. I don't watch them with no intensity. It's not like you just go to one. <laughs> You're at them continuously. <laughs> Cause it's cause what, not at a funeral, then you're at somebody's. You're you you know you're watching what uh, uh wives with knives snapped. <laughs> ID. It's just constant flow of morbid death. <laughs> it's a drive. That's the same drive that those that those perverts have to kill. They they they. You, you it's like something. It's a connection Don't with death. Pervert in the same story as what you're telling is me. All of them things is perverted. All you? of it is perverted. I feel like people who can sit in a hospital, like doctors, when they can cut open somebody's cysts and all of that pour out and they just looking on, that's mm -hmm. a pervert. How? What are you getting off to that for? What's happening? How are you not squeamish? What you not? You're sick. <laughs> There's clearly anybody who can do something crazy like that. Like, Yes, because I know when they be doing them them, them sisters and all that. Uh, yeah. That has to get. That all that shit is nasty. And the fact that you can do it with a straight face, that ain't. It, to me, it doesn't. And, that, and yet you telling me that's what I can do. Just cut could, somebody over. No. Again, it's different type of serial killers. You're not that type. Like, you're not going to go out here and look to torture anybody. Not that it wouldn't be considered torture because I feel like it would be a full autopsy. <laughs> And then, like, a, a, a deconstruction of the body. <laughs> like, the, the foot bone, con the toe bone connects to the foot bone. The foot bone connects. And, like, they would all be separate. And then laid out evenly to form the body. I can see it. 
I can see it so clearly now. Yo, don't do that, man. Because I I'm swear, man, if any one of these listeners better not even believe anything this I boy feel said, it. I don't right? care what you say. That's really crazy. My mom used to be a serial killer in her past life, and I, I believe it. she still has the intent. You know, listen to the yourself. potential. Yeah, like listen to you telling somebody that on the outside. My mom, I believe, was Jack the Ripper in her past life. Not for any reason. Like it's not like no, I just no, I like you, you did something one day, and I that's need what for I you felt. To it's just always and what I felt because I'm weird like that. In her past life, I believe she was Jack the Ripper. I be envisioning I what I feel like your past lives is, and I felt like yours was Jack. I also <clears throat> feel that she still has the potential to become one. Mm-hmm. What? That to that person, they would be like, "Well, what's she doing? What is she out?" Next thing you know, they thinking in her head, "If I'm out uh, searching online for people, or no, or, it wouldn't work like that. I don't do that. You're not that type of person. I'm not no serial killer. I know. Killer. I'm saying you have the potential, and I'm saying that if you had, if things had went differently for you, like you hadn't got pregnant when you got pregnant. Yeah, don't try to play me at 17. I was an adult. You keep on singing that song. (laughs) If you hadn't got pregnant when you got pregnant, you had, you know, let's say you went to college and you studied forensics and you became one of those people who perform autopsies. Mm -hmm. It would start out good like that. You would be performing the uh, the autopsies and then, you know, late nights would just turn into fixation. Mm. And now that you no longer, the hell with funerals. You right here at the cusp. <laughs> you are you see them before the funeral see them. Huh? <laughs> or you could either go that way, you could have become one of those morticians. Oh. <laughs> that one really would have been the one. Dressing those dead people up. Oh. But then it goes from that to you, you know, the the family that come in. Uh, you, and you're not going to pick them stupid because you, you watch your ID discoveries. You're going to pick the one that that was just her and her husband. It was all they, the only family they had. Mm. Uh, then you bash her when she's down there viewing her husband's body for the funeral tomorrow when she's the only one that was going to be there. <laughs> and you knew she was the only one that was coming to the funeral tomorrow. Ain't nobody coming to pay you their respects. They was alone in the world. Mm. She's the perfect victim. You bash her. Next thing you know, she's dressed up beside him. <laughs> you done went out, purchased a dress and everything. <laughs> huh? Don't say huh. <laughs> it could like... go either way. You done painted them up with cadaver makeup. <laughs> everything. My God. Uh, and it really had a funeral. Huh. And then you sit there and probably cry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can see that also. It's not that they wouldn't have been mourned, because after you were done. Oh, my God. And don't think that she got off easy, because he came in there probably looking normal. She left out with clear evidence of being tampered with. She did? Yeah, scars, you know, because you had to stitch her back up after you performed the autopsy. Mm. Put the fingers and ligaments back together. I was hung well. I'm done with you. Like, I just... I'm done. You went on this whole rant about me really being a serial killer. Because you asked me and I feel it. Now, it's not not saying that you're going to do it. I'm saying if life had went in a different direction with, for you, you are one of the people in the world who do have the potential. <laughs> wow. that's mm, And that's not a bad thing sometimes. Yes, it is. Some people really don't have the pot- the potential to kill. Like, I feel like if I was even in a dire situation Damn, I wish and I had a gun in my say, hand. I, could, I had the potential to be kill, a killer. Like You could have been like, yeah, Ma, you could have been the shit in the Army, the Navy, no. or or something. You no, said a serial it wasn't, killer. That's light. That's like that's that that's a, the call of duty. I feel like yours is like a fixation with death and dead people. Cadavers. Wow. You have a problem. Any two times... <laughs> It's a drive to go to somebody's funeral to see a body. 
It's a corpse. What's wrong with you? You have been to many a funeral with me. And I, I don't like it. <laughs> you go gleefully. No, I don't. Uh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You oh. go to funerals with pride in your heart. No, I don't. You do with happiness. You must be happy, though. No, I don't want to hear that song. It's the, the, the happiness they talk about ain't the happiness you're getting. <laughs> we try to compare those two. They mean they mean be happy because they no longer have to live in a suffering earth. Your happiness is we about to go in here. I wonder how they dressed them up. Or, or, or then you get in there and just stare at them and stand. And for a while, you took pictures. Of course, that was family members, but even still, that's strange. <laughs> that means right there, you would always collect a trophy. Wow. You... Photos. They would find booklets. <laughs> they would have to watch you because you also the type to go to the person's funeral. Oh. The trophy probably would be the obituary. <laughs> Stop, yo. <laughs> I'm done. That could be a name. The obituary killer. <laughs> or 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 like Yo, stop. The funeral. The 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 I don't know. It would be a catchy one. You know these uh these people they when they write up stuff, it would be catchy. It would my God. I'm done with you. I would never have said your past life was something like you that. You can't. Because you can look into this soul and see I don't have the potential to murder. I feel like I could be in a dire situation where somebody's coming at me and I still would beg them, please. Like, I don't want to shoot you. You, on the other hand, they got the right motherfucker. <laughs> can you charge at me? And, and you got a gun? And they charge? Pow, pow, pow. It's going empty. And you would still go to jail because they would say he was bend down. <laughs> and that's how you know that people know when somebody's sick. Because for you him to already be down and you to empty it, that means it was more than just fear. You was you you started to feel the rush. I'm done. And all the killers feel. <laughs> no, you got me with the obituary killer. Like I'm just done with that, yo. I'm done. No, I'm I'm moving on. So I'm gonna move on to Herb Herb Bellmeister sticks close to his victims at Fox Hollow Farm. Wow, and this is a these this is a beautiful house. And so for the ones that's gonna join the group, I'm definitely gonna post these pictures of the places. The places that we're talking about. And when I show you the Bowmaster farm, it is look at this. This is beautiful. That's a beautiful house. Now see, that's how he did it. Go ahead and read the story because I know who he is too. Okay. Now here it says Someone has went there because someone said, I want to go back, has some interesting things to happen in the pool area in the apartment. Mm. Not sure of the private investigations can be booked, though. You could back in the day. <clears throat> but in the early 1990s, men began disappearing from gay nightclubs in Indiana. Mm. Police investigations eventually led them to Fox Hollow Farm, the estate of Herb Bomeister, a family man. Wow, a family man with a history of mental disturbances. On the property, authorities found more than 5,500 bones and fragments. One searcher was quoted as saying it was a little, it was like a bomb went off in a perfect factory, in a people factory, I'm sorry. Herbo Meister was suspected of slaying as many as 20 men over the course of several years. But before he could be charged with any criminal, if with any crime, he fled to where primary 
Provincial Park near Ontario, Canada, where he took his own life. Witnesses have said have since claimed to see Bowmeister's ghost haunting the Tudor home where he burned and buried his victims. The site even made an appearance on the episode of the Travel Channel's Ghost Adventure show. Oh, so that's how he got rid of him. He burned and buried him. Because yeah. I was trying to figure out when they said a family man, how neither his wife nor children smelled the 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 the, the hot smell of burning flesh Don't in the nighttime air. You do. Because what yeah, burning so flesh I'm trying to figure out, smell like. See, that's why everybody should go to jail. When you find people like that and y'all was all living in that house and it's all them bodies there, you knew what was going on. Come on up out that house, man. <laughs> and I don't care about no, I felt like he would threaten me. No, you was down with it. As long as he came home at night and paid the bills, you was happy. To jail with you. <laughs> That's as long as he came home. Mm-hmm. Them kids, you you are have already been tainted. So to the medical hospital with you where you will stay for 17 years <laughs> until you have received the proper treatment and we know that you are safe for society. Wow. You, you got those genes down in you. <laughs> you got them in you. And I, for one, believe it's nature, not nurture. <laughs> okay, don't feed me that crap. Don't feed it to me. People be sick. Mm. And just because you can't see it. Well, look who I'm talking to. What? So you understand. Boy, I'll, mm, let's move on. For Do you know what, William? Oh, I apologize. <laughs> I don't want you to start handing out befores. You know what? Or, or ifs <laughs> or, or threats of any kind. I apologize. Don't do that. You really. Listeners, I know that y'all better know that he's playing. See, that? see, the, see the, the tone and in, in the direction. Better. Like commanding. <laughs> it's scary. Don't believe. I'm mm, moving on. It's very scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> William Cockeye Cook. Mm hmm. <laughs> I tried not to, brother. But she gonna say it like that. William Cockeyed Cook. <laughs> yeah, William because it's in parentheses. William Cockeyed Cook roams the site of his profane burial. Left in an abandoned mine when he was only five years old, William Cockeyed Cook may have been destined for a life of crime from his earliest days. Born with a deformed eyelid that never quite closed, he had the words hard luck tattooed across his knuckles. In 1950, William Cook was fresh out of prison when he was picked up while hitchhiking. He turned on his ride and began a vicious spree that spanned Texas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and California before ending in Mexico. Over the course of his travels, Cook also hunted down a family of five, plus their dog and a traveling salesman. Cook perished in the gas chamber in San Quentin, California, and was buried in Peace Church Cemetery in Missouri. His last words were, I hate everybody's guts, and everybody hates mine. Rumor has it he was buried in an unconsecrated ground outside the boundaries of the cemetery, and a shadowy figure can still be seen standing over his grave. Giving everybody the once-over with the mad-eye moody eye. <laughs> just giving everybody the once-over. You still, yeah, he would mess with you because you just. I don't care. That would scare the hell out of me, though. A ghost with a bad eye. And just standing over Giving you. me the Forrest Whitaker droop. <laughs> Good God, I would die. I would be. That is the hunchback of Notre Dame. 
Wow. And what do I do? I would cover up, pull them covers over my head, go back to like I was seven years old again. <laughs> out of that little hidey hole on the side, taking in puffs of sweet cold air, trying mm. to cool off that hot box igloo that I created <laughs> with my covers. My God. Because that's a monster. That's, wow. To come back looking like that. I mean, just because you look like that in life, I feel like when you die, all imperfections mm. should be perfected. But of course not. Probably not when you was a monster in life. It just reflect the darkness of your soul. Mm. Well, we can't say that because people move on. Next thing you know, they people moms. They life be changed. Go to church on Sunday. You don't know nobody's story. Cook your meal. Make sure you go to school. You just don't. You don't know how life changes people. You people grow. The soul elevates. It's growth. You got one more time to throw a shot at me for real, and I'm gonna move on. Now Harold Shipman hanged himself in his cell, and he's still there. Sometimes called Doctor Death, Harold Shipman may have been one of the most prolific serial killer killers in history. While this British doctor was convicted of slaying 15 of his patients, later investigations suggest that the number was more likely over 200. After he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, Shipman hanged himself in his cell in Wakefield Prison in 2004 hmm. by tying bedsheets to the bars on his window. According to Roy Whiting himself, convicted of killing an eight-year-old girl. Shipman is still there, complaining of being unable to sleep due to the presence of the malign spirit. Whiting asked prison staff to remove him from the haunted cell. Nope. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> Fuck you mean. After you kill her. You okay. No you, I'm surprised. You should be more worried about the soul of that vengeful eight-year-old. Exactly. Why are you telling me about the next man? If you don't get back away from these bars, I'm coming in there. And you can better believe it won't be to tell you no night-night story. <laughs> Go to bed. And that's the type of person you are. And But see, the me. difference is, you're always unapologetic. But I also don't have the ability to kill. Would I take that billy club and crack him in his murderous forehead with it? Perhaps. <laughs> and what do you think will happen? Depending I'm on not going to hit him so hard that he dies, but he will have a, a, a Tom and Jerry-esque lump on his head. <laughs> you, on the other hand, would crack him in the back of his skull and shatter it. Drag his body away and put it into one of those chutes in that prison somewhere where nobody would find it. Mm, clean up and by the morning the tape and everything will have been changed and I don't know how you pulled it off but you did it because you know Jack and H.A. were highly intelligent people and I believe that potential is still there I'm you done. would get away with it I'm done I'm done John, John Wayne Gacy appears in his old house in full clown ain't that some scary shit ain't it that's another perv <laughs> had all them people locked up underneath that house just dead bodies stacked on top of stacked, and then you got the audacity to show up after death dressed as the clown. <laughs> People are a trip. That's not even funny. That is strange. That like that's beyond strange. What is you doing here? What do you what, what can I what, what can I possibly do for you? What can I do you for? <laughs> Cause I'm not seeing no victims, but I'm seeing you. So what does that tell you? 
that's telling me that I'm he probably refused to move on, huh? Because I'll be, I feel like maybe they don't move on. Some type people they don't try to go because you know what I feel like the light is when you go into that light. Look at John Wayne Gacy's, yeah. So I feel like. And that's enough. That's and how that's they get a, you. See that, that's yeah. how they get you. You didn't move on there, there fuck on in. You don't know exactly right thinking so this, this is a gorgeous job. house. I don't know. I, 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 I slapped the shit out of that realtor. Yeah. And I don't care. I don't care what your gender is. You I got to get, you you ever get move me somewhere and how, then tell me after I'm already in there that this was a serial killer's house. I don't want to don't say it the day that we go in to see the house because you you lost that job in the commission. She better let me know now. Don't let me know because now you lost that job so right there. So imagine you going in there and you be like, okay. You damned if you do, you, you damned if you nothing. don't because you shouldn't even have bought me here. That's one of the things on my list. <laughs> no spooky shit. No dead bodies. No used to be dead bodies. No was a hot, like, it couldn't, I don't want a hospital. I don't want old no 200 just really give me a whole ground built on sacred nothing give me sacred ground if I'm spending my money I'm gonna be picky 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 and you better do your job and find it all I don't want none of that stuff none of it no creaky stairs huh no chandeliers in the living room that can jingle as I sleep stop worrying about the haunted room and give me back my money (laughs) okay none of it that's what it would be none of it I don't want nothing weird no furnaces. Hmm. You don't want a furnace? I don't want no basement. You know, I asked you it. I don't want it. It stuff lingers in the dark. So why did you just say that when I said, yeah, when, when I moved? Because I wasn't, I, I wasn't really listening when you was talking. I do that to you sometimes. Wow. Just to keep the chidal, the, 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 the chit-chat moving along. It's, it's, it, you, you rev up for big ones sometimes. So I just say things to placate you. So when I said when we move, do you want to move? I I really would have meant to say no, but I was clearly somewhere else. So I just. I just didn't feel like doing all of that. Man, whatever. I'm going back to John Wayne Casey. So. John Wayne Gacy, one of America's most notorious serial killers, John Wayne Gacy sexually assaulted and killed at least 33 young men and boys in the 1970s. Police found 26 bodies in the crawl space of his Chicago, Illinois home. One of the eeriest aspects of Gacy's crime spree was his tendency to dress up as a clown. While Gacy's home was dismantled in the search of evidence to use against him, the current owners of the newly built house on the property where it once stood say he still haunts the address where he committed his grisly deeds, sometimes appearing in the costume of his alter ego, Pogo the Clown. Allegedly, an exorcism was performed both at the house and Gacy's grave in Mary Hill Cemetery. Though Gacy was cremated and there is some debate as to whether he was ever buried at all, but that it did nothing to stop the strange occurrences at the property. I'm sure it didn't. That's a murderous soul. Mm. So. Somebody did something to him while they was dressed as a clown. <laughs> Why would you say that? It's just what came to me. I, I told you, when my when when that happens to me, when I, I thought like that enters my head, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, I'd be right. Somebody did something to him. Yeah. While dressed in clownery. Wow. So, 
The next one is Jeffrey Dahmer. I know that's a joke. Jeffrey Dahmer traveled back to his boy town, his boyhood home. Mm. Notorious cannibal Jeffrey Dahmer claimed his first victim in his boyhood home in Bath, Ohio. He took the life of Stephen Hicks before dismembering and disposing of the corpse. Years later, Dahmer was arrested for the murder of 16 more young men. In November of 1994, he was beaten to death in prison by a fellow inmate who claimed God told me to do it. Today, the ghost of Dahmer may still haunt. God ain't tell you to do that. May still haunt the home where his first atrocity took place. Yeah, Various sources have claimed the house is particularly good place to get EVP EVP recordings, with one with one owner even taking the story to NPR. Mm. I don't know. I couldn't live there. If God told him to do it, God told him. God to do didn't it. tell him to do it. His own murderous intentions told him to do it. Because it's clear to me that you probably are also a murderer, just a different type. <laughs> you still and you was that. itching to kill too. Wow. Uh, and you just used that as, as an excuse. This nigga are eating people. I'ma get him for Jesus. Shut up. <laughs> you did it for desperation to feel the blade. Uh, also, you wanted to beat somebody to death. You woke up that morning angry. So he right? went on for all too. I know. It was because he was gay and somebody diddled you as a child and you felt the need to for revenge. <laughs> I don't know nobody's life. Wow. It's what I feel. So then... I would want to see his ghost. Could you imagine that? Jeffrey Dollar? Yeah. I don't think I'd be scared because he, he didn't look scary in life. He didn't look scary. What'd I tell you? Do you look scary? Don't <laughs> tell it. Or do you frighten me away? Yeah, I'm done. No, sometimes they come to you in the face of innocence. Because he sat there and Jeffrey just looked like he was not the type. <laughs> you would have never thought behind closed doors that he was sick enough to not only kill, <laughs> not only dismember, but then cook you up and consume you. You hear that, Makai? Are you starting that nonsense? No, but that's what happens when you do things like run away. Mm. Yeah, so get in the says, wrong car, Makai. Next thing you know, you're bashed with a dumbbell. <laughs> dumbbell. They got black dumbbells, white dumbbells, purple dumbbells. Okay, and you just be bashed. And, and next thing you know, you're cut up and being eaten, and your ghost is standing by watching your body be consumed. <laughs> not funny, guy. That's horrible. Makai, you hear it? Of course, I'm not going to die that kind of way. You won't get me. I'm ungettable. I'm not leaving no clubs with nobody. I'm not getting in your car. I'm not going in your strange house when I just met you. I'm not going to your house. I've known you three weeks. (laughs) I'm not going to your house after a month. I'm awkward and full of social anxieties. (laughs) Hmm, And for damn good reason. For that reason? For that reason right there, because my mother made sure I knew psychos exist. <laughs> Here, sit down and look at this. This man's name is Jeffrey Dahmer. He kills and eats people. <laughs> and my young mind kills and eats people. Yeah. Immediately, I knew the world was not a safe place. Yeah. People out here killing and eating? I guess that's the morbid person in me. Yup, yup, yup. It's so bad. I didn't answer one single question in all of my, uh, what is it, health class. Only question I was able to answer was what helped 
what is the state that the body goes into after death? <laughs> that, uh, I sat in that class all year with no answer. She asked, she asked that question, and that was the only answer I knew. Rigor mortis. And that ain't from my own knowledge. I didn't, I didn't want to know that. The fuck you think I want to know what a cadaver goes through when it's a stick? <laughs> and that's me. That's that, was an, that was your influence. Well. As okay. you would say, that, the body get hard like that because that's rigor mortis. <laughs> it sets in after death. Of course you would know. That's what you'll be, that's probably be your recordings. What? Explaining to the police why you did it so they can find the body. You seem like that type too, who would like them to find the body and, <laughs> and the recording that you left behind. Ew. The subject showed a predisposition to heart failure, so he definitely wasn't going to be here much longer anyway. <laughs> So you'll, find, you'll find that in my notes. <laughs> and I'm leaving notes. They're going to separate me from everybody because that's crazy. I'm going to the night house, huh? You, you, no. You, you, you would have the chair because I feel like if they didn't catch you quick, <laughs> it'd be 30, 40, 50. You have over 300 underneath your belt. They wonder why all these people keep dying. And you smiling in everybody's face and have them all fooled. But you wouldn't fool me. I would say it. You murdered somebody? Wow. You're moving on. <clears throat> but I wouldn't say it because I would be afraid that you would you would get me. So wow. I would wait till the police discovered you and then I would tell them. <laughs> okay. That's so wrong. That's so wrong. I, I knew it. So we're going to Ramirez. Richard Ramirez still stays at the Cecil Hotel. <clears throat> when Richard Ramirez, perhaps better known as the Night Stalker, was sentenced to the gas chamber in 1989. His response was, see you in Disneyland. Convicted of 13 murders and a long string of other crimes, Ramirez spent more than 20 years on death row before dying of lymphonia at age 53. While Ramirez may not be in Disneyland there, there are also those who say his ghost still lurks at the Cecil Hotel in the Skid Row neighborhood of Los Angeles. We're going to move there. The hell I am? Yeah, we're going to move there. It's Down Skid Row. Skid Row. Yeah, we are. What? That's when you go downtown. I know exactly what it is. <laughs> you won't catch hide nor hair of me in the Cecil. And there's a man that was, when he was alive, he was known as the Night Stalker. Mm. And now he did, and a ghost. Which you think he not? St- now he's definitely stalking tonight. And now, but well, in the real it, version, it didn't make it worse. It's on Skid Row. Okay. Mm-mm. No. So okay. So he stayed there while committing many of his crimes. If this is true, Ramirez may not be the only one. The hotel has been described as home to murderers, maniacs, and ghosts. Mm. And Ramirez isn't the only serial killer to have used it as the base of operation. I don't know why they just distinguished <clears throat> maniac from murderers. Them the same thing. Mm. And he, 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 sometimes a person be a maniac and just be subtle. You just don't see it. They pretend. They do podcasts and hide out in the face of civility. <laughs> yeah, all well, along. Mm. Behind a shimmering glimmer. I don't believe you. I don't believe you this evening. I really don't. So anyway, in 1991, Austrian journalist Jack, what is his name? Unterweger stayed at the hotel while working on a crime story. 
Unterweger was also a serial killer. You hear that? You hear that? They be so <clears throat> normal. He was sitting there. People probably said, you, you, novel's coming along pretty nicely. Thank you. Thank you. All along, he writing about himself. <laughs> His dreams and ideals. Y'all are a weird bunch, you serial killers. Wow. So, Unterweger <laughs> was also a serial killer who probably strangled more than a dozen women before he took his own life in prison. In 2013, the body of Elisa Lamb was found in the water tank on the roof of the Cecil Hotel, while the coroner's report ultimately chalked her cause of death up to accidental drowning. It wasn't the first time a body had mysteriously appeared at the Cecil Hotel, and given the structure's haunted reputation, it may not be the last. That's real. Any two times these people was living there, I think ghosts can do stuff to you. They can strangle. I don't think they can possess you. Mm. But they can damn sure strangle you up under there. And here we go. Jack the Ripper. Mm. H.H. Holmes could be maybe. They one and the same. Now listen to this. Go ahead. Jack the Ripper might be revisiting the scenes of his crimes. Dressed in the same bowl hat that H.H. Holmes wore. You know. Jack, Jack the Ripper, is, there is arguably no name more enticing associated with death and mayhem. Yet to this day, we will still we still don't know for sure who the Ripper really was. Oh. Even when the Ripper was actively committing his fell, his fell deeds, he was sometimes depicted in contemporary publications as a ghost or specter. So it should perhaps come to no surprise that his ghost has been reported revisiting the scenes of his crimes. I don't know how. That soul then moved on. It found a new husk. Whatever. Whoever was responsible for the slaying of at least five women in London in 1888, they must surely be ghosts themselves by now. As such individuals taking the Ripper-themed tours... And London had been reported seeing spectral shapes, <clears throat> excuse me, and cobblestones that glow red mm. on the anniversary of one of the murders. One tour goer even snapped a photograph of what looked like a mysterious figure standing in the doorway of the cathedral at Christ Church <coughs> in Spliffafields, across the street from where the last of the Rippers, what is it, took place, murderers took place. <clears throat> See? That's probably just an imprint. His soul already moved on. Found a new life and a couple kids. <laughs> a new life and a couple kids. You still trying to play me? You still trying to play me? I don't. I like. I really don't get you right now. Just sitting up here, coming at me like that. It's the drive. Who does that? To be around a dead body. Hey, you tell me. You one of those necros? No, I'm not. That you, you, come on now, you keep on wanting to see all these corpses and be around them and go to funerals. That's weird. It's strange. It's odd behavior. That's not normal. Most <laughs> people shy away from funerals. You say you going to somebody's funeral? No, I don't like funerals. You going to their funeral? Yeah, how they die? That's you. <laughs> that is not me. Then get in there walk around and stand stock still over the body. Everybody else then glanced and kept it pushing. You still standing. 
fixated on death. And then and then to keep it looking normal, you hurry up and pull yourself away. Even though you and I both know you could have stood there for hours <laughs> staring at that cadaver. You can lie to these people, but I know damn well if allowed, you would sit at one of those funeral places and stare at somebody's dead body for hours. Well, dressed up in that casket, the whole shebang. I don't think it's just the dead body, it's the casket, too. So, you probably be the casket killer. (laughs) It's the casket, too. Something about the whole thing. The Paul Bear's flowers, you set the scenes. The Each the one of them would look like a whole funeral scene, like the you know the open casket, the flowers on the side, pictures you took as you stalked them for days. <laughs> Yo, I really, I'm gonna let you. you just, I just, you, I'm, when I'm when just... the police found that portfolio, when they found those trophies, the photos you took of the funerals that you created, mm. my God, they drag you out of there in handcuffs. Plaster your face all over the the, the national news. <laughs> Yo. And I would I would not go to your court case. You they would not look over in that chair and see your kids supporting you. The rest of them could go, but I would not be there. You ain't about to shine my face. People say you ain't know, and then they play back these videos. He did know. Listen to the podcast. He knew. <laughs> he knew. He, he should go to jail too. You ain't. Mm-mm. Yeah. No support from me. Y'all should have been locked her ass up. <laughs> she first went to somebody's funeral that was a stranger, I should have told. Yup, and you didn't. Oh. Now I live to kill another day. See, when you say things like that, <laughs> it only adds to what I'm talking about. <laughs> so you're not hurting me. You're letting them see what I'm talking about. I told you it was there, listeners. The potential. No, that spirit of Jack the Ripper and H.H. H. Holmes. That's really disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I believe that was it anyway. I don't know about that. But that was still disrespectful. Like, stop trying to blame me, man, for real. That oh, was the end of it? Uh-uh. I was about to say. But I'm saying stop trying I know there to had to be more ghosts that was more, the ghost of more serial killers. All, all the serial killers the world has seen. So... Oh, that was too much. Because I gotta, um... I'm also gonna add these. Add what? So these people... So the listeners can see the places that... Oh, you gonna add them to the group? The the photos? Yeah, so they can see. Okay. So, also... That's what I was doing, too, but... Um, next up, Ted Bundy. I figured. So... And this was the worst kind of freak here. <laughs> this was the worst kind. Yeah, I mean, this is right up here. I mean, he, he come in. The only person, the, the only people that outdo his type are, you know, your child predators. That's the only people that outdo his type. To sleep with a corpse, you have got to be gone mentally. <laughs> you are the incarnate of evil. Like, that's, that's, that's something dark. It's that's, ooh, sweet baby Jesus. It's something gone in you. That's what that was. Something totally misplaced, and I don't think that you could, you could change those type of people. Like that's what that's what that's what I think they people mean when they call somebody a bad seed. 
Like, if you steal shit and you come from a good household, you might gamble, you would be a drug addict. You shouldn't throw away, throw around the term bad seed for those type of people. A bad seed is somebody like that. You should have... Any two times you sleep with a dead person, you've been having these thoughts since you was a kid. This worked, This just worked you up. You just... It built up over years. This ain't something that you just one day, it just clicked in your brain. Exactly. No, this is something you've been thinking about since a little bit before you hit puberty. <laughs> Come on now, brother. Because ain't, ain't no way in hell. I don't see how a motherfucker can sit back. If I even had a flash of a thought like that in my head, I'm going to call the police on myself. That's what you're going Arrest to- me. Something's gone wrong. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell you, you ain't commit a crime, man. You better get me. Before you do, Because huh? <laughs> this is not right. <laughs> Lobotomize me something. Fry every brain cell in my body. I don't care if I'm a vegetable when you're done. You got to clean up something in my head, and I don't know how you're going to do it. <laughs> I don't care what drugs we use, something. So. Mm-mm. Well, now we're moving on to... Ted Bundy. We're looking for his spirit. You inspector. You don't want to talk about that for me. Because who would hate? I would hate to run into that. What Ted Bundy's ghost? Yeah. He didn't seem like. I mean, uh, I, of course he didn't. That's what they do. Smile in your face. <laughs> try to charm you. You got to be able to look deep past these things, huh? You got to see past people's delights. You suspect of everybody. Exactly. So you will not get me. That's everything. I don't trust anybody. Don't bring me a drink I didn't see poured. I don't want it from you or the bartender. <laughs> hmm? I don't know him either. Y'all could be in cahoots. <laughs> he get 50 off the top. Next thing you know, I'm in the back slaughtered and drugged up and killed. I'm, I'm good. I'm good on that. I don't. I buy my own drink. And if I don't got it, I must be just going to be sitting here thirsty. People take anything. Can I buy you a drink? Sure. Still standing in the distance partying while that motherfucker walk off and go pour you a drink. Like you don't know society. And then you wonder how you drunk and stumbling and drugged up. You can feel it. Because you let somebody pour you a drink you didn't see made. Mm -hmm. Because you left out of the club and got in the car with the person that you desperately wanted to trust when you had no reason to. (laughs) I don't know you. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that this is how them serial killers be rationalizing their deeds in their head. If they didn't want this, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have gotten this car with me. Yeah. yeah, they put themselves in this position. Yeah. And they're not lying. You did. Mm. You could have got the fuck in a cab and went home. That's called free will, mm-hmm. huh? Yep. You gave up your free will when you got in that person's car. You inside their vehicle. No, I, I'm not letting nobody take me nowhere. You can't take me to a second location. <laughs> I'm good. I don't know you. <laughs> Is that a second location? That's what they tell you. Well, don't I, get I, to the second location. Yeah, I don't play that. They tell you that. Don't make sure you just not get to where you can fight them off. Fight them off because do not let them I take you to, to a second you location. That's what they tell you. Why you smiling in my face and we having a nice time, you not taking me to a second location. We stand right here in this crowded atmosphere. That ain't what they always do. They follow you, follow you, follow, it, see where you It, it ain't going down like that. Because I'm going to a total different I'm go- direction. Yeah, nope. When I, if I'm going if out I'm to meet somebody yeah, and, you don't and feel it's a date. After the fact. Even if I do feel safe, mm. you're not following me nowhere. It's going to be 17 different houses. I'm a paranoid person. I feel strange all the time. 
And I know what car you drove up in. I better not see it past me. I better not see a car look like it. <laughs> I will park right on an open road and sit. An open road? No. You know how you park on the sidewalk? Yeah. I will park and sit. I know that was that motherfucker's car. Talking to myself and everything. People driving by. Is that person talking to themselves? Fuck right. <laughs> he debating whether or not that was the same person he just saw. Are they trying to come for him? Yeah. I don't trust nobody. So... Before he met his end on the electric chair, Ted Bundy confessed to killing 30 women across several states. Even at the time, even at the time, this belief seemed to be their response. With the New York Times running a lengthy article about the case under the headline, All American Boy on Trial. Bundy was seen as a charming, likable, a person who was going to do something with his life. He even managed to trick true crime writer Anne Rule, whose book, The Stranger Beside Me, chronicles the friendship she shared with Bundy while he was committing his vicious crimes. It wasn't until after Bundy was convicted that the public got a look inside his twisted mind. And when he went to the electric chair, it is said he did so with a smile on his face. Some say Bundy's smiling still as guards at the Florida State Prison claim Bundy's ghost sometimes appears seated in the chair that killed him, smiling at anyone who approaches before disappearing. Inmates have reported seeing Bundy as well, with one claiming he's always smiling. Mm. You know you is not happy where you at. The fuck is you still smiling for, brother? Because that's, that's what it was. That's life. just, that's uncaring. That's a demonic soul born unto life. Any two times you know you about to fry and you sit down with a smile, nigga, you is gone. Yeah, he is really gone. Cause I'm and not. I'm squirming. I'm screaming. I'm crying. I'm gonna give them a shout. Sit down. No, with I'm a getting smile. in the electric chair. I'm not getting in the um. They not the ejection. About to shoot me up with no Yes, injection. I'm getting in the electric. You Any think I'm gonna times, sit there and calm? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna cut up on any one of the original ways that they kill you. The, the firing squad. I'm gonna cut up. You try to hang me. I'm gonna cut up. Any one of the old timey ways. I'm going to cut up because it's about it to be on. real. <laughs> you you smile and sit there and tell motherfuckers face when they grade, give you the lethal injection. Because you, you know, I don't know if it hurt or not, but it looked like you just grade me dead real quick. So you can smile going to that. But I'm not about to sit in a chair knowing you about to sizzle me like bacon. Mm. And I'm going to sit down smiling. He couldn't have killed my folks. I'd have stood right up in the background. I don't care about you smiling. I bet that should be wiped off your face in a hot second. <laughs> I'll be snapping. Get that grin off his smug, uh, 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 piss-kissing face. Get it off his face before I jump up out of this chair and beat him with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hurry up and do him. <laughs> okay, I'm telling you, I'm one of them. I'm in the background, piping it up. I would be in the background, piping that shit up. Like, what are you waiting for? Hurry up and do him. Can one of you bitches do him? <laughs> okay, flip the switch. Green mile his ass. Mm. Uh. So, this person is Bell Gunness. Bell Gunness buried more than a dozen victims and visits them still. <clears throat> so, a so-called lonely hearts killer is someone who finds victims by placing or answering personal ads, and Bell Gunness is one of them America's first. After Gunness's famous farmhouse outside LaPorte, Indiana, burned down in 1908, investigators found numerous bodies buried all over what came to be known as the Horror Farm. 
In the days, weeks, and months, and years that followed, it was revealed that Gunnis was responsible for the deaths of at least a dozen people and maybe as many as 40. Gunnis may also have been responsible for the first for the fire that destroyed her farmhouse in the basement. Her? <clears throat> yeah, her. Sweet baby Jesus. That? You be thinking, I'm telling you, you got to watch out. A sweet face and a nice smile do not equate to sanity. <laughs> Gunnis may also have been responsible for the first for the fire that destroyed her farmhouse. <clears throat> Excuse me, in the basement, firefighters discovered the burned bodies of three children and one woman. It was presumed the body of the woman was Gunnis, though it was impossible to tell for sure because the head was never found. No, she kept it pushing. She cut that head off so that you wouldn't be able to tell who it was and kept it pushing. It said, whether Gunners perished in that blaze or set it in order to cover her crime, some say that her ghost now returns to visit the graves of her victims and even sometimes appears in local stores in the nearby town of Laporte. I wish the fuck I would look up in my store and see a person. She headless? Mm Mm-hmm. She got away with murder. She yeah, that ain't her. That's the headless woman she looking for her. She died. Head. She died later yeah, on. Yeah, she like, died somewhere else. And probably committed more crimes before she died. Okay, you don't uh, you know how many more setup. people went missing. You know, back in the day, they didn't constantly yeah. keep a look. It for wasn't you like no um forensics like that. Yeah. So, hey, they wasn't going to be able to tell you nothing. 2019, she could have killed herself. They was going to snip off a little bit of that dead fingernail. Mm. Huh? Tested against one of Guinness's relatives. This ain't Guinness. Where's Guinness? Now it's a manhunt for Guinness. You thought you got away with it. Mm-mm. But that was the times, you know. How many people you slashed and dashed and headed back to America to keep on building your castle? You just keep on saying that, okay? Moving on, because you just really making me feel away with this Jack the Ripper. This H.A. Holmes. H.H. Holmes or whatever. Mm-hmm. The Texas Tower sniper haunts the scene of his crimes. In a story that may sound all too familiar, in the age of mass shootings, Charles Whitman climbed the 32-story tower of the main building at the University of Texas in Austin and opened fire. On August 1st, 1966, the night before he had also killed his wife and mother, his 90-minute shooting spree claimed 16 lives and wounded 31 others before Whitman was taken out by you police. You see that? How many times I tell you, I want to go in the house. I don't want to be in any crowded public spaces. None of that. You don't know what's going on in a split second. You think the people walking around living their life normal, next thing you know, you shot. Mm-hmm. And don't know where the bullet came from. Yeah. And it's a crowded panic. Now everybody's trampling you like this is the Lion King and you're Mufasa and Simba down in that valley. <laughs> what's mm, mm, mm. You won't get me. I keep it moving. I go outside. I'm going for a purpose. Go to point A, get back to point Go from point A to point B, get back to point A. The hell you twirling around for outside, looking at the sun go down. Get in the house. <laughs> I don't understand. So the tower, which has also been the site of several suicides, is said to be haunted. Yeah. According to some accounts, lights switch on and even off when the tower is vacant, while others have reported seeing a fleeting, shadowy form that may belong to the Texas Tower sniper himself. <clears throat> they said that may belong. They said people also killed themselves there. Mm-hmm. How we know it's him and not the people that killed these, though? You don't. Mm. So, John Dillinger, 
waits outside of the Biograph Theater, the site of his last stand. One of the most infamous gangsters of the Great Depression, John Dillinger, was, all, was only ever charged with a single murder, but he and his gang were suspected of many more, not to mention dozens of bank robbers and other crimes spanning more than four states. You can tell them the hot man Why was I thinking it? you were going to say that? Because you know that was my time. <laughs> you can drive up to a bank, steal everything they had, and yell it out. And you can tell them Harry and the Hendersons did it. <laughs> and that's what they said. The next thing you know, the newspaper. Harry, bank bandit. Harry and the Hendersons striked again. <laughs> Getting away with more than, how much? Because it was the Great Depression. Them banks probably ain't had that much. What they had, like, 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 like 10,000? 200, 300. No, I'd say about 100,000. Oh, you think? Yeah, because it was in the bank. And I would have took it all. And then Tell them Harry and the Hendersons did it. See, now, in my past life, I could have been a bank robber. I have the potential to rob a bank. No, I don't, I don't care nothing about that. A bank and a serial killer is two different things. A bank robber is robbing a bank, robbing the bank of their funds. Yeah, a and I'm not going to kill nobody in the way. A person's life and soul. Yeah. Well, Not their soul. Man, let me alone. 1934, Dillinger, Dillinger was ambushed by the FBI and gunned down as he left the Biograph Theater in Chicago, Illinois. In the years since, theater attendees have reported seeing a hazy figure run and fall in the alley next to the Biograph where Dillinger met his, his end. And this ghost... Is this the ghost of Dillinger or is it the ghost there for another reason? Some writers and historians, including J. Robert Nash, author of the Dillinger Dossier, Dossier have argued it was another man who fell in Dillinger's place and the theater set it up to take the fall by Dillinger's girlfriend and the FBI covered it up afterwards. If so, perhaps the unresolved injustice is why the figure keeps returning to the scene of his demise. I guess. That was it. That's all of them? Because mm-hmm. the other half is on the other, you know. Yeah. So, that was deep. That was all right. It was really deep, but I got I got a lot more because, you know, I do my research. I guess. I do. I do my research. I got a lot of them for, this, for our listeners today. Oh, do you? Yes, I do. More serial killers? More everything creepy and everything scary. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. More creepy, more scary. I said, in lieu of Halloween. Right. You know? No, I don't know. I know you need to come on. What's next? Hold up. Don't talk to me like that. Oh. Yeah, I know. That's right. I apologize. You starting that dumb stuff? Nobody wants you to feel attacked. We're back into a corner. Oh, check this. First responders and cops described cases that they believe was paranormal. <clears throat> okay, so check this. Now we're going to switch on over, guys, to a new set of things. That's ha- a new set of stories. Now, this hers. first responders and cops described cases they thought might be paranormal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So, the first one up is a dead husband called 911 on behalf of his wife. What? 
Yeah. Former EMT firefighter. One night, we got a call to do a wellness check on someone who dialed 911 but didn't respond to the operator. We pull up to the address, and the house looks perfectly clean. A little old lady, and a little old lady greets us at the door. We asked her if she knew who placed the call, but she told us that she lived alone since her husband died. We barely got back to the station before a call comes in again, same address as before. So we drive back out, talk to the lady again, then leave again. And just as we get back to the station, same call, same address, no response. Mm. We drive out there again, believing that the old lady must have been confused. But this time when we pulled into the driveway, the old lady wasn't at the door to greet us. There was no reply at the door, but it was unlocked. We take a peek inside to find that the old lady was on the floor and wasn't breathing. Mm. We rushed in to help and got her to a hospital in stable condition. Amazing. When she woke up in the ambulance, she still claimed that she never called us and that we arrived almost immediately after she had fallen. It was a 15-minute drive to her house from the station. Before she was admitted to the hospital, she asked me and another EMT if we could bring her knitting needles and bag of clothes to her in the hospital. I offered to pick up her stuff because I had a friend who lived in that area and we were going to hang out anyway. I pick up my friend and drive to the lady's house. I ran inside to grab the bag and knitting stuff while my buddy sat in the car. But just as I was leaving, I swear I felt a hand on my back and heard a voice say, thank you. Oh, baby, fuck that. Oh, my God. I'm not thank Oh. I don't feel thank <clears throat> Why? Don't touch me. Don't grab on me. A, I wasn't even going to go get her knitting needles. Because from the moment she said she lived alone, I felt something. Wow. And then when I come back, we came back three times, and on the third time, you actually down and in need of help. Mm-hmm. Who was calling? Now either it was your guardian angel, which still creeps me out. And that could be, and that could be true. Either one of them creeped me out. So no, I can't go pick up your knitting needles. There's wow. something down at your house, wow. and I don't want it to think that I'm coming in there to steal nothing. <laughs> so, no. Wow. Perhaps your one of your doctors or 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 the nurses will run over there for it. I'm a M M E T worker, so our relationship stops once I get you through the hospital doors. Good day to you, madam, and may God <laughs> keep and cover you. Well, have a blessed day, and walk right out that room. So he says, when I get back in the car, my friend asked me why couldn't the lady's husband bring her stuff to the hospital. I explained that the husband was dead, but when I said that, my friend said, but I saw an old guy in the window. He smiled and waved at me. At first, I refused to believe in anything supernatural, so I called the police and asked them to do a sweep of the house. I thought it was a a squatter. Nothing was out of the ordinary and no one was inside. I later brought my friend to visit the lady. He started describing the old dude who was in the window. But the old lady almost immediately started tearing up and said, that's my Harold. See that? Oh. I wouldn't have seen Harold. I wouldn't have known none of it. I would have took my ass home. Mind <laughs> my business. What you do is your own business. Wow. And that is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Out of the mouths of a crazy woman. <laughs> huh? Even a crazy person know to mind their own business. Now, suppose you went to that house. Harold thought you were stealing her knitting needles. 
<laughs> if he's willing to come back from beyond the grave to call 911, I'm almost certain he's willing to protect her valuables with everything he's got in them. And if mm-hmm. he can pick up the phone and, and dial 911 and let it ring, 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 <laughs> then imagine that he can choke, choke, choke your ass clean out of his house. That's true, too. I don't know their history. I don't know Harold. I don't know her. <laughs> so, no. And I will not go get your knitting needles in your bag. You call somebody else. <laughs> you got no relatives. That's what you're telling me. Not a child. Not a cousin. Nothing. Wow. Man, please. You better ask the hospital social worker. Can she go get your bag of knitting needles? <laughs> get right back in that ambulance and getting on the next case. Stat. Yo, so a toddler told a detective about an alleged ghost or angel that may have saved her mother's life. I'm a detective and spent some time as an expert on sex crimes and crimes against children. It was the best, worst assignment I've ever had. One case I came in at midnight. A young woman with a toddler came into one of the precincts to report her ex-boyfriend raped her during a custody argument. Long story short, it was legit and one of the most violent and sadistic cases I've ever had, so I'll spare the gruesome details. I still have no idea how this woman made her own way to the precinct with the toddler. Part of the investigation requires me to talk to the toddler. Victim said the toddler was a person, was present for everything. I'm a child forensic interviewer as well. During the interview, the toddler recalls their father becoming angry. and hitting the mom. Then the toddler said that the nice woman showed up and she couldn't see past the nice woman. The nice woman held her and told her that they were both going to be safe and sang her a song in a different language. The toddler said that the nice woman went over to the front door and knocked on the door. Then the nice woman helped them and their mom to the car before flying away. Mm -mm. In the victim's interview, she said that her ex-boyfriend had a knife to her throat and put it to her skin to cut her throat open, but he got distracted for some reason, then ran out of the apartment. She had no explanation why. The suspect was called about eight hours later. He confessed to absolutely everything. When I asked him about the knife to the throat, he said this, and he said this. He said, I swear to God, I was going to cut the bitch's throat open, but I thought I heard a knock at the door and thought it was the police. Once I saw it was clear, I ran outside. He is now serving life in prison, and the mom and Tyler are safe and doing well. Wow. I tried to enjoy that story and be happy. But all I could hear was, I swear to God. I was going to cut the bitch's I was going to cut the bitch's throat. Sir, I hope you go to jail. He did. He got life. No, no. And 17 burly men swear to God that they're going to cut your asshole wide open. Wow. And in fact, do it. And I pray there is no knock to interrupt them. <laughs> How dare you be so callous? And to say it like that with and no then remorse. Say, like, yeah, no remorse. Yeah. I couldn't be and, no and cop. And it must have been gruesome because he didn't even yeah. tell. I couldn't be no cop. I'll come across this table over on you. Doing that to mm. And then saying it to me so blase like it's And nothing. how you going to be so bold? I feel like people like that, you should be able to turn them over. To like a, a certain group of, of, of just like sadistic do-gooders mm. who do good by day but are really crazy on the low. Right. 
but they only do crazy stuff to crazy people. Mm-hmm. And I just put him in a room and just handcuff his hands to a table and stab them both through with, like, what are those called? You know, saw, you know those knives she had on Electra, Those mm-hmm. blades just jam them down into his hands. <laughs> okay, until, I mean, until the, until, the, until, the, until the metal go through the table. Or take them Edward Scissor hands and just go away at his face. Remember when Edward Scissor was okay. trying to... <laughs> <laughs> he was trying I to... don't like those type of people going to just look at me and say it like that. I would have tased them just off GP or pepper sprayed them. I would lose my job so quick if I was a, an investigator. Because I would have left out that room and came back in. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear the last part. As <laughs> soon as he would have repeated it, just right in his open eyes. Psst. Then I'm going to step over top of you and, you know, straddle your shoulders and then open your eyelids. I said, <laughs> you need to learn. You need to know. You don't do that to people. And I don't think jail will help. I think if you beat the shit out of people one good time, They'll know how to they'll they'll ship up. They'll get some yeah, right they'll now. they'll fly right. Take something and crack every one of his knuckles. And when I mean crack them, shatter them. Yeah, use like for one for the for the especially people, rape. Let her the, do it for the perverts out there who like to mess with little kids. Just pop their eyes out now. You won't see the kids. You won't know them. You can't talk to them because you're blind. But but but, <laughs> but murders, murderers. You you got to. I don't think. I don't think that'll do it for him. I feel like they'd be thrilled by the fact that you crushing their knuckles. Hurt me some more. Yeah, you already said on Nightmare Yeah, I have another. Yeah, I have another. No, you, you know. can't. What I can do for you is send you on a one-way ticket because you need serious help. And I'm, I'm afraid this earth can't give it to you because we all regular mortals. Ain't nothing we can do for a person like you. So maybe in the next life, they'll be able to figure out what went wrong. Hmm. Maybe those type of I don't know. I just think some people shouldn't sleep together. They 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 create a bad concoction. Mm-hmm. I think that too comes from genes. Mm-hmm. And some people mix together and create something just out of this world. <laughs> Oof. So an EMT witnessed a man with no pulse jump up and run into the woods. Mm. What in the fly fuck? I was an EMT worker for a while. We got a call about someone who was riding their bike at a bre- at a breakneck speed when they hit a car ahead first without a helmet. We went over immediately despite the fact that it was broad daylight and we were in the middle of s- suburbia on a Saturday. Nobody even came to check on this poor guy. Seriously, the streets were empty. Usually a massive crowd gathers around violent accidents like this. So his skull was pretty much smashed in, and he was unresponsive. It was the worst head injury I'd ever seen. Sweet baby Jesus. We accessed that he had major skull fracture, a concussion, and he was bleeding profusely. He was also missing teeth and had a minor road rash, but fortunately, he wasn't missing, missing much skin. To give you an idea of how bad it was, this was the kind of injury that most people don't survive. Uh. If you did survive, you'd basically be a crippled vegetable, normally. <clears throat> we would have moved him off the road, but when someone has a head neck injury that isn't very safe, we don't. My partner, who was also training me as I was still kind of new, went to check his pulse. 
While I began to unload our gear, he crouched down, felt for a pulse for a while, and then stood up and opened his mouth to say something. Suddenly, the guy fucking jumped up. And that's how he said it. Suddenly, the guy fucking jumped up. He didn't use his arms to pick himself up. He just fucking jumped to his feet. It startled the two of us. He looked at us, smiled, and attempted to grab his bike. We tried to stop him, but we didn't exactly want to wrestle him to the ground, given his condition. He gets away from us and bolts into the woods without his bike. My partner was in an even more disbelief that I was than I was. He just stared at where the man had run off, mouth agape. Then he turned to me and muttered, he had no fucking pulse, man. I asked him if he was sure, and he swore up and down that the biker was clinically dead. We contacted the authorities for assistance, and they sent a search and rescue team into the forest. I don't know if he was found or not, because we normally don't get much information about the patients after they go to the professionals. My best guess is that he went to a loved one's house out of confusion. What I found odd about that is his head injuries bleed his head injury was bleeding like fucking hell. So you'd think the guy would leave a long red trail of blood for the cops to follow. But there was none. Who was that? Oh no. Was he, he a ghost? Was he, he already probably dead? already died or he probably was a ghost already and and it, it, because you just gonna jump up, smile, and then run though he was already who dead. Who reported it? <clears throat> That's why it wasn't nobody crowding him, because they probably didn't see him. Well who reported it? I don't know. Um, That's he, he probably shit. reported it's probably it's probably a report that goes through like that, but all along it's a ghost like the man was calling. Yeah, that's just weird. That's just odd and strange. And then the fact that he gonna look over there, he had no fucking pulse. I would have said, okay, well, let's call nine one one. We get and back get the in hell out truck. of here. We get back in this truck. You can take me back onto the station. I had a bad day. I just seen something awful, and and this man just ran off, and ain't no blood. And now I don't, I don't and you know telling if I me he quit had no pulse, so I don't know if he was alive or dead. Mm. I don't know if that was a real man or a ghost. Take me on, um, back to the station. I need to get my clothes changed, <laughs> and I probably won't be back a couple of days. In fact, I think I just need to start a whole new profession. It's just I knew this wasn't for me. I knew this shit yeah, was not for me. Yeah, because you can imagine the things that EMT see. Yeah, and it's not for me. It's not for anybody that's an empath. Mm-mm. Cause that would it would it would it would tear you apart. It too would. many emotions. It is too many. Now, a police officer heard children playing in an abandoned house, and although no one was there, one left a note. <clears throat> See, I feel like stuff's going. Feel like things be crawling. I'd be scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. I worked as a police officer in a small town in rural Nebraska. Back in the 90s, I was patrolling through a town in winter. We had several abandoned houses in town, but one seemed to have the attraction of copper thieves. So we were told to keep an eye on it. Drove by it around 7 p.m. since it sat on a corner lot. I had a clear view of all four sides of the houses. As I drove around the corner, nothing looked out of the ordinary. About two hours later, I drive by again, and the back door is wide open. I know that the back door was not open when I drove by it earlier. Looking at the snow on the ground around the house, there were no footprints, so I think, what the hell? 
called the dispatch to tell him I'm investigating an open door at the address and asked for a county sheriff to start my way. <clears throat> Excuse me. I walked to the open door, pull out my flashlight, and shine it inside. The house has obviously been gutted for the most part. The plaster walls had been torn down, debris piles everywhere. Since there were no footprints in the snow around the corner other than mine, and with all the dust on the floor not showing any footprints, I chalk it up to the wind or maybe the door just opened on its own. Mm-hmm. I was about to secure the door when I heard a loud thump come from upstairs. And what, and what sounded like kids laughing. Right back to the car I ran. So I enter the house and yell out. And wait for the sheriff. Police department, come downstairs. Mm, sweet baby Jesus. More what if you of just what, started hearing somebody walk down the stairs right there? More of what sounds like kids playing. I tell the dispatch that it sounds like there are kids in the house and start making my way through the kitchen into the living room where the stairs are, all the while cautiously checking the main floor. Two more times I hear something upstairs, but since I had no response, I start thinking maybe it's an animal. Still, I hear what I'd answer, what I'd swear was kids laughing. I head upstairs. Brother, you know what the fuck kids laughing sound like compared to an animal's chatter. <laughs> I'm leaving. And it all gets quiet. The upstairs is relatively small with the hallway at the top of the stairs that has one bedroom on the right, one straight ahead at the end of the hall. And the bedroom on the left. I don't even like the way that's even presented to nope. me. Nope. I don't like houses like that. Because nope. it's creepy. Because you gotta like, watch the I don't way like no long hallway. I don't like no narrow hallway. I don't like that. You got to watch the way shit is built. Because I believe the way you build a house can create portals. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I don't. That's why don't certain shit no, I don't like. like. Don't give me no narrow hallway. I like I don't wide, like open, I like wide space. open space. Yeah, you know how like my mind was yep. wide and open. It yep. wasn't closing. I need space. Yeah, I need to I don't want no mirrors facing each other. Yeah. No reflections bouncing. I'm telling you, when I finally get in my house, I'm going to be so picky. My realtor are going to hate me. And she better do that shit with a smile on her face. <laughs> so, at the, okay. As I get to the top of the stairs, I hear a thump in the bedroom to the left. Mm-mm. I carefully peek around the door, and it's an empty room with a small pile of plaster and wood debris in the middle. No kidding. Sitting on... Top of the pile of debris was a page torn out of a child's book with a picture of a police officer on it. Mm-mm. The hair stood up on my back of my neck. I got out of that room, quickly cleared the other rooms upstairs, and got the fuck out of there. The fact that he even was so bold as to say cleared the other rooms. So you I'm clearly were not here. I'm fuck out. that house. Fuck the rest of them rooms. All of it. Goodbye. He said, I told the dispatcher nobody was in the house, locked the, the, back, the back door, and never went back to it. Again, mm-hmm. he said, "I don't give a fuck what calls uh-uh. come in. I'm not uh-uh. going I'm back. Not, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say somebody was in there. It was kids laughing, and you get what I'm saying, Cheryl. <laughs> That's what you was going to say. Yep, I'm saying it was it was it was a it was a ghost. It was a dead house. But I still want you to get the sheriff out here. Tell him when he get here though, the, the back door be open. I left. <laughs> so, officers witnessed the little girl vanish in front of them." I remember my father telling me a story of when he was a police officer in New Hampshire. One night, dispatch gets a call from someone reporting to have seen a little girl wandering around a lake by herself. That night, my father was on duty, and every available police officer responded to tried and find to tried to find this little girl. My father was the first to arrive with his partner. 
As they exit their car, they slowly start to walk toward the lake. As they near the water, my father's partner hits him on the shoulder and points toward the lake. And there stands this little girl. My father said when he turned to see her standing in the water and every hair on the back of his neck stood up once he saw her. It was 2 a.m. and in November, so it was very cold outside. He said she was in a white nightgown with no shoes standing in the water. They both looked at each other, knowing that something wasn't right about this situation. They report to dispatch that they found the little girl. They walk a little closer, and my father kneels down and holds his arms out and calls for the little girl to come to him. The little girl then turns her attention to my father and slowly starts to walk towards him from out of the water. Mm. As this is happening, another unit pulls up to witness this girl walking up to my father. Just as the little girl's in within eight feet of my father, she disappears, and there was nothing left but tiny little footprints in the dirt. They all stand there in disbelief trying to figure out what just happened. The fuck I woulda. And one of the police officers turns and says, how the fuck are we going to explain this? Yes. You worried about petty shit. Bro, did you see what I just saw? Did you just see this child? Fuck I, how we going to explain now, and, and I'm First of all, I'm already terrified because now I'm the man who kneeled down exactly. and reached so out for her. So feel now like, I feel like she's following me. She feel me. like I'm the comfort. Yes. Exactly. I'm her comfort. I'm her her I'm I'm her sail in the middle of a wind. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> no, I can't do it. So I tell you what, guys, that's it for me tonight. I'd have looked over there at my partner. You want me to drop you back off the station? Because <laughs> I'm going home. Because I'm going home. And I'm never and, coming. And you don't have to worry about how I'm going to explain it. And and you you go in there and you tell Sarge, if he got a problem with it, he can take this gun and this badge. He can shove them both up the crack of his ass. Because that, that, that's not a part of my job description. <laughs> I didn't tell nobody that I was dealing with no specters and spooks. <laughs> I asked for crimes <laughs> that are being committed by real living humans. We all saw that shit. And she just Every one of you, mother, it's not like it was just me there by myself. My partner saw like, it, and then the, the other it? police officers came in there, and you two, you you guys saw it. We all saw the same thing. She disappeared. Yeah. The fuck y'all sent me after a child. Y'all need to y'all need to dredge that lake. This is a child somewhere here. Yep. Y'all need to drain it. that lake. Dredge it. Get to the bottom of it. She's in there. Yeah, probably. Why is she standing in the water? Yep. Probably staring off into yep, the distance. Cause she probably drowned, or she probably drowned there. Yep. So, a man called 911 about his wife's dolls that came to life. I am a 911 dispatcher. I would have loved to have been that dispatcher. I always remember, I always remember Mr. Blue. Well, we'll call him Mr. Blue. The nicest old man living kind of out in the middle of the desert. Mm. He was tagged in our system of having dementia. Oh. We used to take calls from him nearly every night. About how his wife's dolls would come to life and torment him. See, don't just be taking shit for granted because a motherfucker is 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 ailing. Because they really see they shit. really are yes. connected. <clears throat> the further away you get, yeah. I think a lot of people. I think a lot of things that people think be mental diseases, mm-hmm. it can go either way. Yeah. Like when you when a motherfucker got a real bad mental disorder that always come with hallucinations. Mm-hmm. That don't always be hallucinations. I don't believe that either. It's just so easy to push it off because you can't explain it or because you can't see it. So, so you try to make it, oh, that's just their dementia. That's just that bitch's, uh, she, she's sick in the head. Of course she's saying stuff. 
Okay, so he called and said about them tormenting him or how his wife was kidnapped by them. Mm. Might I mind you, she passed away. So it seemed that every time he would call was right around my shift. And I just so happened to be the one to take his calls most of the time. It was a little creepy being on the phone with him at times. He would randomly shush me and you could actually hear footsteps. Mm. Or Or he would explain that there was somebody living in his couch that he could hear laughing. Nicest old man, and you never want to deny them. So I stayed on the 911 with him and talked to him about his life until the deputies arrived. Mr. Blue doesn't call anymore, and I have no idea what happened. Oh. We don't know for sure that them dogs didn't kidnap his wife. Just because she died don't mean that's how he perceived it. That don't mean that's what happened in that house that night. Everybody ain't crazy. So Especially if you telling me <coughs> he would. Oh, but you're talking, so I'm trying to get this last one. Only voodoo would cause a man to freeze during a Boston art. What a Boston August! My father was a Boston cop. He told about a memorable call back in the early '90s. He got a domestic call. Cops hate those. Where when he showed up, the man who called was waiting outside, covered in blankets, shivering to death, on a hot day in the middle of August. Apparently, he angered his woman, and she responded by making a voodoo doll and chained a padlock, and chained and padlocked it into the freezer. Mm. The man wanted the cops to break the fridge open, but they weren't going to destroy property over this, so they sent him to the hospital. My father said the guy's teeth were chattering and his lips were turning blue when it was sunny and 80 degrees. Voodoo. I told you it's real. Wow. But guys... We are running out of time, and we most certainly will be right back. Be right back. We're back. We're back, guys. And we are jumping straight into it. It's unexplainable. Yes, right? this portion is is about unexplainable occurrences. Yes. Paranormal paranormal experiences with no logical explanation. That one, that one, that's the one I told you guys. We'll get to that later. Getting tagged from the other side. A few years ago, a group of friends and I learned about an abandoned local cemetery. We go during the day to check it out. There are about 30 or so gravestones, ranging from 80-year-olds all the way down to a 5-year-old girl. The newest grave is at least 70 years old. Living in a young town, I realized many suburbs bear the names of these same gravestones. We decided to return later on at night and play hide and seek. See? Mm-mm, retarded shit. That's that dumb that stuff. Grow up. No, but you know what? When you young, because I did dumb stuff like Not that. Not when I was 16, I 17. I mean, I did. When I was young, like, little, I, like sometimes I think I went looking for Like, something. it's just certain stuff I was raised to know better to do. And that's crazy. I'm not going in no graveyard because that's disrespectful. I did teach y'all that. But at the end of the day, I said when I was young, mm-hmm. I did a lot of crazy things. Because you wasn't like, taught. I used to go to don't talk to me. I used to go to like places that I that just that most people wouldn't want to just be in. Now, not to say I didn't go in the graveyard because it was times I used to skip school mm-hmm. and go read people mar- markers. Yeah, it was something about that. Like the one my dad buried at. Mm-hmm. I used to go in there and like ride my bike around like it was a whole um park or something. Mm-hmm. It was a graveyard. Okay, <laughs> and because I like for some reason I always felt like after my dad died that that I, I was still close to him. I, it was still a part of me because and I could go And it's beautiful there. that you would, you know, 
use his death as a reason to visit graveyards when it was really just a drive to visit graveyards. No, really, it wasn't. Like, I would always sit there. You would have went had he been alive. You just didn't know it yet. <laughs> Shut up, y'all. You got the, you got the potential. No, you, you got to be near there. cadavers and stiffs. Like, I would do a day of the dead. I know when you, you go would. to their graveyard and eat lunch with them, I, knew I you, do I it. I know you would. I do it. I know you would. I would. I love my daddy. Don't try to play me. And you'd do it if he wasn't there. <laughs> Stop trying to play me for real. And for these listeners. Stop it. They they can hear it for themselves. They hear it. They don't hear that. So anyway, when we arrive after dark, my perception of the area totally changes. That was scenic and sort of sad earlier now feels scary. That's when it's time to go. Yeah, you because know, you already got, you'd already let in a bad energy just by coming in there scared. Yup. All the graves are partially hidden by long grass and large dead trees surrounding the area. We picked someone to be it and proceeded to hide. I don't hide particularly well, but I remain unfound for some time. So I lie near a fence in the long grass playing on my phone. After about 10 minutes, I hear some grass around me move. This is Australia, so there's a chance it is who am I... No, it said this is Australia, so there's a chance it is. Who am I kidding? It definitely is something that could kill me. Wow, I don't want to move to Australia. You hear that? A slithering snake that could deliver a fatal bite. A scorpion. Or a ghost that could drag you to the depths of the beyond. So I move into You just a, shouldn't have been in that graveyard anyway. I move into a more defendable position, yet stay hidden. This new position puts my back to the gravestone on the other side from where the body lays. Another mm. few minutes, oh, so he's back up against it. So, like, you know how they mm-hmm. lay straight. So he's in behind the, it. Yeah. As the wind pick, another few minutes pass, and as the wind picks up and temperature drops by a few degrees, I swear to God, I feel someone touch my shoulder. The voice of a five-year-old girl whispers right next to my ear, You're it. Oh, my God. What the f- That's like that one. What's that movie when they were clapping? The- I would have oh passed out knock- right there. What is it? it was, knock, um, knock. It was, it was something. It was a condom. Yeah, you remember that? like, clap, clap. And that thing right next yeah. to his ear, clap, clap. clap. Oh, you got me chopped. God. I would have... As soon as she would have said it, you're it. I would have dropped like a baby lamb who was just scared. Or like, you ever <laughs> a deer, seen a baby deer, a deer when you yell and yeah, they fall and they sideways? Fall I would have dropped just like that. Hit your head on the gravestone. Everything. When I woke up, it would have been daylight. Yo. Because I'm pretty sure my friends would have She's only a little girl. I wouldn't give a fuck if she was she only a little play. baby. She probably wanted to play. Yeah, you're not playing in this reindeer game. Get away from here. <laughs> Get right away from here. Right now. That's what you're going to tell her. You're not a friend of mine. I don't. I know new friends. Yeah, you got to be nice if she's no, only five. I'm not going to be nice. You don't talk it. any type you of way. You do because she's a child. That's, that's how you get her away from you. Sarah, oh my God, you're ruining my life. Get out of my room. You know what they say. Beat it. So needless to say. Scram, I, kid. I freaking scream like a girl, which I also bet. freaks my friends out. After a brief explanation of what happened, we we quickly relocate to the entrance of the area to make sure everyone got out. Detail, the gate is downhill of the grave, so looking up, they're silhouetted. When we confirm everyone is there, one of the other guys grabs my arm and points up the hill. And I kid you not, we see the outline of a little girl in 20s-style kids' clothing skipping around the headstones, fastest I have ever run in my life to get out of there. You bet. 
<laughs> wow. And then the fact that she's skipping in a lonely ass graveyard. Little girl. You don't know what she sees though. I'm, I'm gonna tell her I'm gonna help her see something different. This is a graveyard. See. These are tombs. Somewhere in this graveyard is your tomb. Perhaps it is best if you look for a light. Cause don't nobody want no innocent child roaming the world for all eternity lost. Yeah, why does that happen? That's sad. Cause that's confusion, not knowing they did. Aww. Like, if it's an adult, you can feel a little less bad. It's like, wah, wah, wah. Everybody got problems. Grow that's up. That's not right. And they said 20 style clothes. So yeah, that's you've been there old. for She's years. She's been there for years. And then the crazy part is, why don't they go to the light? Okay. When they are, I'm pretty sure that wasn't the first time that somebody has, because I'm pretty sure they tried to have it exercised or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, why is it that these children want to live here? I mean, I guess they angry, because you don't never know how any of them die. Yeah, Because they used to do story. stuff to kids yeah. back in the day. You can beat them up top of their head and bury them, and that be that. Nobody don't come there and ask you about your business. No. They don't no. come over and say, where's Karen? Oh, she in the hospital sick. Her mama took her down to Montgomery. Yeah, that's the and best that's thing. That. Yeah, never she be seen again. Montgomery, in Montgomery, that's the last I heard. Not in 2019. Where's nope. Claire? Where is in, where in Montgomery? I need an address. I need an address. Where is that baby? I ain't seen her or her mom in months, officer. <laughs> and all I know, they used to argue. They used like to argue all the time. Yes. He's a drunkard, always in town. People are more active in telling things Taking now. a sip. Because back in the day, they they just kept quiet. Yeah, back what in the day, you could beat your kids ass. You, wanna, you, you mouthy? House. I'll backhand you. You do that today. He asked her was she mouthy and then said he would backhand her off. And they'd be out of that house that night. Uh huh. Did he backhand you? Now, my imaginary friend was not imaginary. Oh, that's amazing. Like a lot of kids, I had an imaginary friend until I was about nine or ten. Mm-hmm. My daughter did too. While I don't remember playing with him, I do vaguely recall going to see a psychiatrist with, about him. I described him as looking like me, red hair, glasses, and having the same birthday as I do. That's a twin. And I called him G because my first name starts with a G. According to my mother, as I grew up, G faded away. <clears throat> Fast forward to my 20th birthday. I come home from college for a dinner with my parents and younger siblings. We joke around about our childhood when my sister mentions G. My dad gets quiet and my mom goes pale. She demands we drop the subject. The next day after my siblings leave, my parents sit me down and explain that I had a twin brother. What did I say? Uh-huh. Did I call it? Had a twin brother who died when we were about a year old. He had a congenital heart. Congenital. Congenital. No, that's not how they wrote it. Congenital well, problem. heart problem and passed away during surgery. They elected not to tell me, although they couldn't really explain why. My mom kept the letters G and I wrote to each other. Uh, mostly scribbles. And all the pictures I drew of him and I playing. She thinks I was with my brother. Oh, I told you that was a... So anyway, charged by the ghost of a horse. Damn. I grew up... I didn't know it was like that. I grew up in a large suburb outside of Houston. I'm talking about one movie town. Look at that. During the early 90s, when a lot of farmland settled by the original German immigrants was being bought up by developers and turned into new homes. My father had, my father lived at the very end of our subdivision and past my house was a great expanse of farmland flanked by thick woods and old decaying shacks from the, from the 1800s. 
Every day on my walk home from school, I pass by a particularly overgrown old shack, which I conjunct, which I must have had at some point. Which I, <laughs> I hate how people write. It must have. I guess he's saying it must have at some point been a house. It leaned like it would fall over in any minute. At any minute. The Weasley's place. On its tired old foundation, and just beyond it lay a long row of fences. While commuting to an end from elementary school, and I always walked by it, picking up interesting rocks and things. Mm. And I never thought much of it. There was always construction while the subdivision was expanding. So developers dug long trenches for sewage and erected electrical lines through the farmland. Beyond the fence was a small lake with which I often snuck into to explore and catch frogs. After an encounter with a water moccasin, <clears throat> excuse me, a species of pit viper, I decided to stay clear of it. The farm also had cows mendering through the meadows and one large black horse. Mm. A storm rolled in the, previ- in the previous night, and I remember the clouds being so thick and black that it felt like one ni- like night when arriving at school the next day. Once it hit full force to power went out of school, went out at school. So our teacher decided to have us all sit together on the floor and read to for, read to us for the rest of the day. I'm going home. Okay, the power <clears> went out. Read the rest of this. I got to get the I'm trying to Why would you do you that? You got to do what? Why would you do that? That scared me. I'm sorry. You got to do what? Read the rest of the charger. Okay. The storm passes, but the darkness lingers. When I got out of school... <clears throat> okay. When I got out of school, walking the muddy path past the crooked house and the aging fence and the darkness. Put this on your computer. Each step. You didn't bump it. Like, you think you're going to just keep yeah, draining right me there. dry? It's right there. It's time. So that's the stories. Here. Muddy path. Okay. All right. Sorry, guys. Walking the muddy path past the crooked house. In the aging fence, in the darkness, each step becomes more and more difficult as the mud collects on my shoes. Okay. Why it's not doing it? I don't know. I plugged it in. Guys, you about to hold on. It is not doing it. And it done went down to one. How did it jump like that? If it ain't one thing, it's another. It's not. It is. <clears throat> it's your fault. It went down to one, guys. And you just keep... So I'm not saying nothing because that's what it did and you let it. So, technical difficulties, technical difficulties. I'm going to turn. That's what it is. How did it just light back up? Yeah, that's what it's doing. It's staying on that one, so I hope it just stay there. Did you hear that? Okay. That's when... Wait a minute. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, that's when I hear <clears throat> the thrashing. The cows are gone. But I recall the old black horse thinking it may be sick or injured. Okay, she recalls <clears throat> seeing the old black horse. Mm-hmm. Steam rises from the horse's sleek black coat. 
as it kicks its back legs wildly and violently slams into slams its face into the muck Mm. looking at its face it appeared to not be panicked but rather calm again and again it plows its head into the mud and kicks out its legs then shakes its head from side to side furiously i stopped to watch it looking back i wish i had just kept walking after a minute or two it stops to look up at me the grim sliding off of its face the grime sliding off of its face mm. giving me no time to react the horse begins charging towards me instead of jumping over the fence it lowers its massive head and tears through the gap between the fence's boards i would have took all god damn oh you would have had to check what i'd have been man the wood cracks the wood cracks and splinters as the horse muscled muscled body strains its its long neck extends through the gap and it begins snapping at me mm. with its entire body covered in huge swollen muscles it repeatedly recoils and slams all of its weight back into the fence attempting to break the boards again and again its enormous broad teeth come to inches from me and i fall out of my shoes backwards leaving them stuck in the mud it's a miracle that the fence holds that it was holding him back. Seeing it up close, I realized the horse is burned badly. The skin around its mouth is seared, and tendrils of pink bloody skin snake its way over its face like a spider web. Mm. The absence of skin makes its teeth seem ever larger. Its black gr- its black gums expose the fronting with split. I feel hitting me in he's writing all over the place. When I feel hitting me in my face. At this moment, I am absolutely terrified. This horse will kill me. I want to get up, but the thick mud traps me. And the smell, it's like sulfur. A mixture of wet animal, burned meat, and singed hair. Mm. But what sticks with me the most are its eyes. First of all, why is he there that long to explain any of this? Okay. Like why? When you first charged down that hill, I took off running. Yes, like okay, fuck them shoes. <clears throat> I came up out of them. My mama walked me back to get them. No, I'm not. Well, then that's you where just beat sit. them shoes. Just be there. Okay, you just get a like new I pair. Can't go to school tomorrow till we get some new shoes. You got me messed up. I'm not doing all that. It's too much. <laughs> you tell you come home talking to all that mess about what you saw that horse doing. You think I'm gonna walk you back there? No, I'm gonna say that horse. That good. That was a ghost. You know me. Okay. <clears throat> you be prepared to hear me. That was a ghost, and I am not going back there. Don't you ever even walk past there again, bringing the that energy way. here. Take the long way. <laughs> you know I was anyway. I always been scared. Once I looked over and seen the crooked house, I was done walking past it. Mm-hmm. I don't play that. I never played those type of games. Whenever it was something that scared me, I, I would choose a different option. Oh no. Okay, but what sticks to me? Th- the most are its eyes, which are clouded over like black ink poured into milk. As it struggles to reach me through the fence, as it struggles to reach me, how is he? he I'm sorry, listeners. He just, he's everywhere. As it struggles to reach me through the fence, its nostrils flared, covering me in its hot breath. Mm. Just big ass puffs of of warm, hot horse breath. <laughs> the sound of its heavy. <laughs> you do too. <laughs> the sound 
The sound of its heavy teeth snapping shut over and over defends me. Deafens me. That's what he meant to say. I leave my shoes and run home and cause my and cause my mother and cause my mother to scream at me about the mud when I burst inside. I tell her about the horse that nearly killed me and that I left my shoes there in the mud. She grabs me by the arm and plans to make me take her back there to get them. Okay. But I cry and scream not to go, so she goes alone. When she comes back, she is holding my muddy old sneakers in her hands, and she tells me she saw the horse. It was dead. A farmhand drags... Wait, what? A farmhand... I'm trying to... Dragged its body behind the tractor. Telling my mom that the horse died earlier that day. One of the power, one of the power, new power line, one of the new power lines running through the meadow knocked over during the storm. The horse must have been near the lake because it had been electrocuted and killed. He said it had died instantly beside the lake when the power went out hours ago. You hear that? I heard you. See? I definitely now am not going to ever walk past there. That's all it took for me to hear. Yep. So, human teeth and nightmares. You hear that? Uh, Human teeth. (laughs) And nightmares. Okay. This isn't something that happened to me, but rather something that happened to my father. My father grew up in a haunted house. Creaking floor. Wait a minute. My father grew up in a haunted house. Creaking floors when no one was there. Doors closing by themselves when no imp- with no one. And weirdest of all, my father's sister, my aunt, was strongly plagued with nightmares once they moved into the house. And she was only about five at the time. She would scream in her sleep and wouldn't wake up. Whenever she was having one of her screaming fits... Her parents tried to wake her up, much much of the time with ill success. When she would finally wake up, she would start crying and say the man was getting closer to my bed again. She described the man as only having half of a face because part of his head was missing. My father's mother felt disturbed by this as her child was only five at the time, and so she could have gotten these images from any sort of media at, as this was. No, she couldn't have got it from any sort of media as this was long ago. Hold on. I'm trying to like the way he's writing it. Fast forward to a few months later, the nightmares get worse. At this point, her parents... At this point, her parents attempted therapy, which results in no change whatsoever. But they're getting desperate. A time later, her mother vacuumed her room and while doing so, heard some large objects get lodged within the vacuum. She opened the vacuum cleaner bag to see what the objects were. Turns out that the vacuum cleaner sucked up human teeth. Mm. A few calls later, they discovered the previous owner of the house shot himself in that very room. I guess they weren't thorough with the cleaning. Needless to say, they moved out as quickly as they could after that. My aunt never experienced nightmares to that extent again. Damn right. 
And what did you know? Afraid of the rum. Starting from about age five, I have always been afraid of my bedroom. I especially feared the fireplace in the corner covered in a black metal grate that seemed to disappear when the lights went out. In the dark, I saw people come out of the opening, though they never looked at me. I think they knew I was there. One figure always came slinking out of the fireplace. Mm. A young woman. My family has always been skeptical when it comes to paranormal, etc. So they they decided it was just me being a scared kid with an overactive imagination. And the dreams would go away. Eventually, every night I became... I became so terrified to go to sleep, I fought them kicking and screaming mm. while saying I didn't want to go to sleep and refused to go until threatened by my parents. Oh. I finally convinced... That's how my mom used to be. I know exactly that feeling. And you'd be terrified, man. I finally convinced them to paint over the metal grate at the fireplace. And to this day, it is painted bright white. I continued to be terrified of the room and eventually, at 14 years old, started sleeping on the floor. Because the nightmares wouldn't stop. Despite therapy and medication, I was diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder at age 12. Mm. Because of hallucinating that, because of hallucinating that same woman, red hair, petite, lots of makeup, dark eyeshadow, and bruises all over her face. So swollen it was hard to see her eyes. Last week, my mom finally told me something she avoided telling me for years, while I was still a kid. The fighting over bedtime got so bad that the neighbor heard the screaming. We live in NYC, so she was across the hall. She is about 70 years old and has lived in her apartment long before we moved in. Was worried by the screaming because of previous events that took place here. Apparently a drug dealer lived in our house before we moved in and committed a murder inside the house in my room. And he beat her to death and stuffed her body in the fireplace. Wow. No, I said wow. I said wow. I really said wow. Like about what? About that snoring that you're doing. That's the call you hear. No, dog. That's coming from you. You didn't hear me snoring. Yes, I did. I'm. I, I was looking. You might have heard me. I, no, I was looking you. right at you. I was looking right at you. I had. Go ahead and finish the story. Because you do too I much. I ain't snoring. Finish the story, Freckles. You was doing too much. Because I would hate for you to slip my throat. That's that nut stuff. Yeah, don't be too cute. Because that's that nut stuff. Come on, HH. <laughs> I don't like that. I'm said I'm... No, the fact that you sitting up here trying to call me a serial killer. I mean... You're still doing it. And then you have listeners probably thinking I got tendencies. But you know. I don't. Because it's just the potential. You still sitting. So, okay. So eventually. Mm-mm. They, she. However, he, she, he is trying to. Spell it. It's like all over the place. Like I'm trying to um, read it the way that I'm thinking he meant to say it. It's a lot of errors. Okay. Okay. 
ghostly girl in the haunted house. This will probably never be seen because... But I, wait a minute. But I swear on my life that it's absolutely true. One of my close friends lived next to a house that was always vacant. It would sell... It would sell people would move in only to wait. It would sell and only to move in and my friend. Oh no, like this is crazy. Why was happening? Cause the whole like they you just it's jumping. So okay. Would sell the house and would move in only to up and leave shortly thereafter and the house would be up for sale again one summer when the house is listed again and the last family had moved out we decided to take a tour bringing along jack in a jack-in-the-box i never liked jack-in-the-box it always creeped me out mm-hmm. oh my goodness i had i mean oh my gosh i got a story of my old jack-in-the-box that's for another and show boxing and jackie like yeah, I have a, oh my goodness, I, when you bought, I think I had put that in the back of my mind. I'm sure you did. You don't want nobody knowing. I'm going to tell her right after this story, okay. We had picked it up in a demonstration of poor judgment. I think it would be cool to play chicken with whatever was haunting this house. My friend is quite skinny, and they crawled through the, do- the dog door into the kitchen, opening the back door for me to come through. We explore the rooms and find them rather nondescript just a typical 50 style bungalow house with a similar layout to my friend's home lots of fine work and buildings after we determine the house really isn't that creepy after all we sit down in a dining area on the floor across from a little horseshoe shaped nook with the kitchen table and built-in bench it's dust but the windows don't have curtains and it never gets dark in our city where they live <clears throat> now this hello where they live <clears throat> somewhere where uh, one good bite and that and all your hair is pop or that loom what and they keep nibbling my fuck I'm sorry I don't want the listeners to know that at this point we've been in the house for many 20 for maybe 25 minutes and after we eat we stay seated to digest and hang out mm-hmm. all of a sudden mid sentence completely out of nowhere my vision goes black and I feel this eerie coldness wash over me. A feeling so thick I felt like it penetrated me through my body down to my bones. I'm getting chills thinking about it. At the very moment, at the very same moment this happens, my friend screams. I cannot see anything and grope around trying to find something to grab onto while the feeling of unease and cold remains through though such adjectives barely scratch the surface. After what feels like hours, I feel my friend's hands in mine, and he pulls me to my feet to drag me up through the house to the back door. He keeps pulling on my arm, and I still can't see anything. As soon as I'm outside, I feel my entire body shiver, start, starting at the tip of my toes, going all the way down to my scalp. Unexpectedly and suddenly, I could see again. My friend is as pale as a sheet and looks absolutely terrified. I feel off. And a bit gross. I feel off and a bit gross for lack of better terms. And I'm otherwise in shock. I tell my friend that I couldn't see at all until I got outside. That it felt like utter darkness enveloped me. He just stares at me and I finally ask him why he screamed. 
He hugs me and says he pulled me out of the house as soon as I went blind because a little girl who was completely black. Wait, what? Who was completely black and yet see-through crawled out from under. Wow is right. I mean, a completely black girl, but yet she was invisible. I mean, see-through. Mm-hmm. What's next? The ghost folded the clothes. Alone at home in my apartment, I decided to take a shower. I locked the door out of habit, and it can only be locked and unlocked from the inside. Mm-hmm. My clean and dirty clothes littered the floor of the bathroom in two separate piles. <laughs> I thought I was the only one who did that. When I finish my shower, I find my clothes, both dirty and clean, neatly folded in two separate stacks on the floor. The door is still locked, and I take very I, and I take a very quick shower. So, so this happened in the span of five minutes. I have no explanation, and I get goosebumps just thinking about it. This happened about a week ago, and nothing like this has happened prior or since. That's awesome. It just was helping. Now that's what well, I'm talking about. The fact that, that your shower only lasted five minutes denotes that you need somebody to keep up after your house because clearly you're not fresh <laughs> a five minute shower i'm sorry like i know everybody want to be green but i didn't know that you meant with moss around your ears and body parts it's <laughs> just nasty five minutes you ain't you ain't even begun to scrub the crack of your ass right in five minutes <laughs> people are not go ahead the shower was on and the window was open so my parents worked long hours, so growing up it was uncommon for them to leave my sister and my and me by ourselves. One such night while downstairs watching TV, we hear banging from upstairs. We assume our cats are fighting, so we head up to sort them out. However, when we reach the upstairs, we realize the shower is on and the door is locked. We go back downstairs and huddle together, convinced we are about to die. After hearing more banging, my sister decides to brave it and gets the spare key to the bathroom. She opens the door to find the bathroom window wide open and the shower on full blast. We still don't know what happened that night, but I get shivers thinking about it. That's creepy. Mm. Like you get upstairs and there's nothing there, and you know you're not tripping because you're with another person. Right. Like when you by yourself, you could probably say that's just the house settling. Or if you feel too creepy, you go outside and wait for your people to get home. Prefer it to be you and somebody else. You know you you know you're not crazy. So man's best friend has an invisible friend of his own. As a puppy, <laughs> my dog made some pretty freaky imaginary friends. I began noticing how he just stared at this spot in the corner of the kitchen above the cabinets. One moment he's dead asleep, only to suddenly shoot up and run straight for it. Once there, he simply looked confused for a few minutes, then start barking at it. I would drag him away and calm him down before he stopped and moved on. Then, this, then he started to do the same thing with the messenger desk my dad brought home after his mother passed away. He would run around, he would run into the sunroom, crouch right in front of it, and just start barking away at something sitting on top of it until you pulled him away back to another room. The last and freakiest one he had was 100 times freakier. He 
He walked around the house taking different paths every time, happily following something that seemed six feet in the air in front of him. He looked right at it, wagging mm. his tail like someone was playing with him. Then he randomly stopped, sit, look up at his face, height, and start wagging his tail as if about to get a treat, then get back up and continue his quest. The worst, the worst happened when he was doing this and I was home alone, which I was used to used to by then, except when he went upstairs this time and stopped right in the middle of the balcony that overlooks the TV room. He sits waiting patiently for whatever he expected. As I call his name, his name doesn't register, and he just waits there, cocking his head from side to side. And I'm pretty sure everybody else too. <laughs> this was unnecessarily frightening. Yo, I forgot to turn that off. Damn, that scared me, yo, for real. I jumped. That's going to show right there. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. Let me get down. The worst thing that happened was when we were, okay, doing this at home and I was home alone, which was what I was used to by then, except when he went upstairs this time and stopped right in the middle of the balcony that overlooks the TV room. He sits waiting patiently for whatever he expected, and I call his name. His name doesn't register, and he just waits there, cocking his head from side to side. As I realize he appears to be playing with someone, he jumps like he would on a person if they wouldn't give him a toy. When he lands back down, he looks right at me and sprints down the stairs to my side, where he stays for the rest of the night. Might not sound that scary, but he clearly saw and responded to things that weren't there and was interacting like he would with a human. Mm. And it, why did he? Why would he fell back down? He spread it down the stairs, and then stood there. Yes, you, it must have scared you. Like get over out of here. <laughs> he said, "Burr." <laughs> you ran away. I guess you know what that sound is. Yeah, he wasn't so tough. His name written in dust. I am in Italy, staying in a friend's house, and I wake up in the morning to find my husband's name written in dust on the top of a dresser. See. Alone in the room, only I could have done this, and sleepwalking isn't a trait I possess. I immediately phone my husband to check up on him. He's fine, but months later I will find out he started an affair that day, which eventually breaks up our marriage. Mm. That's okay, deep. So, who was running their mouth? So Somebody in her family said, girl. What's paranormal about that? So, that's unexplainable. Why would his name just be in the dust? And, and then you find out that that day was the day he started having an affair. Mm. That's deep in my mind. So, creepy beings dancing around the fire. Oh, how that dead man. That's what I thought of when, I, when he said that. Oh, how, how that, that dead, dead man dance. Yeah. I grew up in a small town in central Pennsylvania with nothing to do, nowhere to go. Mm. My best friend and I hung out constantly. We were inseparable. One night, while my parents were out of town, we decided to have a bonfire late late on a dark and foggy night. Mm-mm. We head out to start the fire about an hour before anyone showed up. Once the fire is lit, my friend goes back inside to grab some booze from my room while I am in the bathroom. After I finish, my friend is nowhere to be found, having up and left. After that night, he never looks me in the eye, avoids me as much as possible, and never comes over again. What? Wow. 
and they was un- inseparable, and you couldn't tell me what happened or nothing, you wasn't as close as we I thought mm-hmm. we were. You wasn't really my friend. No. A few years later, I see his... And I'm clearly better off without you. <laughs> a few years later, I see his sister at the supermarket, and we start talking. This conversation turns to my friend, and I eventually ask why he stopped talking to me. Her response chills me to this bone, to my, to the bone. He told me when he was at your house, he looked out the window and saw things dancing around your fire, evil things. Okay. What the fuck that had to do with me? That's that's what I'm saying. What did that have to do with me? You want to stop being my friend because of that? To me. You was a you was a fake friend. Yeah, because any real friend, I would have asked my friend, what's uh, going on? Any right? real friend wouldn't have left out of there. They would have called you left. in there. They would have said, get, get, come back in here. Not A real friend not going to tell you why you coming back in there. They petty as shit. Come in here. Yup. And then you come in there. What's going on? You see that out there? Or am I tripping? Am I tripping? Yup, that's a real friend. That's Ain't no it. real friend going to leave you right You there. was a sham friend. So that mean if I was being kidnapped or murdered. wasn't even there yet. You hadn't even, the people weren't even there. They just up and left me to be there by myself. To be murdered. That, that go to show what type of person you is. No, you wouldn't. You said as long as you take him. Take him. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Fuck, no, he basically did the right thing. He said, fuck you. Fuck this house. I'm, I'm like, obviously. And don't guys. ever talk to me again. <laughs> You something around you lives it lives in you. You don't know what he was thinking in his mind. Like now, I can't be friends with you. I and don't... and just because he gave it to her like that, you don't know what he said. To I mean, sister. what he saw, because he said evil things. That's he... that's just the explanation you're giving. That could be with his sister. He went into detail with his sister. Yeah, he told her what he saw. Now, what do you think he seen? Because for it to say evil things dancing around the fire, Rumpelstiltskins. <laughs> they probably was having one of them devil. You know when they uh the courts. Like around his grandfather, yeah. But that's a good one. Anyway. She waters the garden at night. While staying at my friend's place, I notice a person out watering their flowers. I asked my friend's mom why there's some, why there's some girl was out watching, watering her flowers at 2 a.m. The color drains on her face, and she tells me her mom used to work weird shifts and so would upkeep the garden when she could which was often in the middle of the night. The woman lived in that house until she died, which was a couple of years prior. I concluded that the dimension, the dimensions of time aren't as separate as we like to think. Oh, so he basically saying she, time runs on an on a infinite loop. You know, the past, the future, all of it is happening at the same time. Mm. So she watering her flowers in the time that she was watering them. Mm-hmm. And he just happened to catch that timeline, that time wave, and get a glimpse of her. So that's probably what a lot of ones we was talking about. They being, still they be living. Be they we don't be dead. Be, they be still in that time flow. That's mm-hmm. amazing. But that's neither here nor there. This, These three episodes was really good. These was a lot better than Celebrity Ghosts. We done? Yeah. How's that? We're not. The house full of creepy experiences. Thanks. The house I grew up in felt very strange. My friends hated to spend the night, saying they had weird dreams there. At night, it often sounded like someone was moving furniture around in the living room. My mom and I would randomly smell cigars when no one in my house smoked. Other times, we would catch movements out of the side of our eyes, and nothing was there. Even our dogs would suddenly leap up and follow something with their eyes, 
people would start wagging their tails for no apparent reason. I once dreamt about a man wearing a red plaid shirt with black hair and a mustache leaning on the fence in the backyard. It was so striking that it just stuck with me for about a week before I mentioned it to my mom. She also experienced a dream about the man in the past, and we occurred that might explain the cigar smell. Another time, while home alone, I am washing dishes, when I heard the wood floor creaking behind me like someone is walking on in. I spin around to find no one there, so I go back to the dishes again. There comes a few more creaks, even closer than before. I turn around, demand whatever it is to stop, and it, and it does. The most unexplainable thing happened one night when I woke up to a scratching and rustling noise in my room. For about ten minutes, I remained silent in bed, listening to the noises, convinced that they that there's been a break-in. Then music from the music box. Oh my goodness! You hear that? A music box. I'm lighting music boxes. On my shelf, start playing. <laughs> I flip over in bed, and no one is there. My bedroom door is closed, and my dog is sta- standing at the other side of the room, staring at the bookcase where my music box sits. And that's how you're supposed to know. Cats and dogs are very, like, their eyes see things. We All animals. But for me, it's mostly cats. It's probably different for other people. Everybody got a different animal. But you know I love cats. Mm. That's mine. You got to pay attention to an animal's reactions. Like, that's that's, an, that's another reason why I've always liked having pets when you move or when you, when you live in somewhere. Because uh, whereas your realtor a lie to you, your mm-hmm. animal will keep it straight right from the fucking gym, right from the tip top. Like Come this. in and leave out. Or you got a dog and he don't go through the front door, mm-hmm. you don't go through the front door. <laughs> yeah, they do say dogs do not go through. And when shit, when your realtor turned around, come on. I know you saw I know you saw Sir Barkenstein not move. <laughs> That's what you're going to call Sir Barkenstein. So it looks like I'm not moving. Wrap this shit up because clearly you tried to sell me a dud. You knew there was something in there, and now Sir Barkenstein knows. He conveyed it to me, and now I know. <laughs> so pack up this little charade, or there will be no commission. And if the next house we go to, he doesn't run through the door like a happy-go-lucky pup, I will blame you. And I don't care if there is no specter or spook in there. If he doesn't like it, I don't like it, which means you shouldn't have liked it. <laughs> it's your job to, to, to assume my needs and what I would like and what I wouldn't. And on my list, I told you from the beginning, no creepy shit. I would, I would say that's creepy, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Beth. <laughs> so, as I get out of bed, I see the drawer has been pulled out. Hence the slow scraping noise which triggers the music. It lies on a flat surface so it can slowly slip open. And it is too high for my dog to reach even if he wanted to. My mom told me later that people she bought the house from were a widowed father with a young daughter. His wife died from cancer in a home hospice in the house. She said when I was a baby, she would hear me laughing and babbling by myself in my crib, and when she would check on me in the nursery, I would be looking up at something. For some reason, she felt like it was connected to the woman. Mm. But My baby got a grandma. But like I'm going to tell you right now, while while they were on the subject of music boxes, Back when I was about, when I told you I started seeing the people all in all white. Mm-hmm. Now I need to stop saying people in all white. These people were 
all white, period. Like everything from head to toe, like snow. From their from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet was pure white. And so I I used to be visited by them like almost every night. And they would find different ways because their thing was to get me to look at the door because that's where they stood in the doorway. Mm-hmm. And when I would be turned like facing the wall because that was my protection with my head, like with my whole body facing the wall mm-hmm. and the covers pulled over me, I got my little uh, peak hole mm-hmm. that I breathe. When um they would be there, it would like almost use different ways to get me to turn around. Like in, you know, the one episode where I talked about um, the music box moving, like <coughs> started um, playing that tune that I don't like. Na, 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 na. I don't like that to this day for that very reason. And when I looked at it, like I could hear the music box. So I'm thinking, who turned the music? Cause you know that makes you look as a child. Yeah. So I turn around and this, I'm telling you, I bullshit you not. The the way the ballerina was standing, her arms go straight up in a ballerina stance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? One leg up on her other leg and the, uh, her arms going straight up. Mm-hmm. I look and it's this, I I put my hand to God. This dollhouse, um, the ballerina just turns, extends her hand like toward me. And I'm watching this transpire all in, in front of my eyes like I'm scared, I'm stiff. And it just points. After it turns, and it started turning real slow, and then it turns, stopped right at the door. And the hand just, like, almost pulls down, so it's basically pointing at the door. Mm-hmm. And you know where my young, dumb eyes went. Straight to the door. Of course. And lo and behold, who's standing in the door? The, pe- the, two, the two people, the two white people. Now, sometimes they wouldn't always come together. Okay. That's what made it crazy, because sometimes it would be just her or... <clears throat> Sometimes it would be just him. But the thing about it, now that I look back, I can only say that the only fear that I felt was the was fear knowing of, that they shouldn't be yeah, there. Yeah, was the fear of me knowing that they shouldn't be there because they didn't really do anything. They just stood there watching me as if I'm not supposed to be there or as if... And they was really the landowners because Talia seen them. Unless I'm just, like, I was the stranger. That's how they were, but they weren't like looking. They weren't looking evil. For all they, for to them, you were the ghost. Hmm. I wonder what in the hell is that laying in Jillian's bed? Yes, they probably did think that, and because I'm telling you, like some, and they were dressed in this. I just remember you could and buy it. It's crazy because could you they, tell if they were black or white. I, they or were like what race they were. I couldn't tell because they were pure white, and then I was a child at that time. So they was pure white, like I'm telling you, white like snow, like the Talia pure said snow. said the girl is black. I can't. I can't. Talia is my my little sister. Oh not yeah. Not my baby sister. That's my... Talia said that the girl is black. That's the one she saw in the backyard hanging, surrounded by them men. She said they were pure white too. Mm mm. She said when she saw that in the backyard, mm-hmm. she said they was in color. The girl was black, and it was like a mob of white guys underneath her while she hung on the tree. And she said that when when the lady that be in the that stand in the middle of the door, them white people that mommy used to see, she said the lady is the black lady. Who is it? Who is she the black? don't know who the man is, but the lady that you see is the black lady that was hanging in the backyard on the tree. 
So why did they come? So and then the fact that they came like pure white, that make that makes me want to believe they could have just been my guardian angels, or anything. Because I didn't like I can't say honestly. But they didn't follow you. They didn't go with you throughout your life. That was connected to that house. Well, they're not sinister. I can nah. say that they're, they weren't sinister. Just old. They just and then the, the the crazy part is they were they were pure white like snow, but I could make out everything they had on. Mm. Like I could make out like because he came with the top hat. Like they came almost like they did. They dressed in the color purple. If anybody ever seen that, any of, of our listeners that could would remember the color purple. The like the, I I can remember seeing the shoes like boots the, buck, the boots that, that was all, all the way, the way tied up. Mm-hmm. I can remember seeing like a like a hem underneath the dress, like. Mm-hmm. And if she was a Delaware slave, she undoubtedly was kept you know looking right. It seemed like the times. And sometimes she nice came boots. with like a bonnet, like that bonnet on. I could see a bonnet. And like, you could tell it was still the same like woman. Like it was tied up. You ever seen the people? The, yeah. Yeah, it and was you could always, tell it was still the same woman. It was always the same two people. It was a it was a woman and a man. They would come all the time. They would just come and they would just stand. And this one particular night, again, I'm sleep, and this, this I had a music. I had a Jack in the Box. Mm-hmm. I I love that Jack in the Box. For some reason, that particular Jack in the Box was my favorite because it would play the ditty, and it would pop out, and it was a clown. Okay. So it had all it had the clown features. I mean, it had like the little floppy hands that would flop mm-hmm. back and forth. It was really neat. So this one time, so now I'm thinking I had to be younger because when I got old, that Jack in the Box, and mysteriously, let me get into the story first. The Jack in the Box was sitting on the floor where I where I keep my toys, so it's always in the front. Like my toys would be in the back, it would be in the front. Mm-hmm. So I'm asleep. And it had to be, it was, it had to be real late because it was dead silent. And that's probably around dead time. Mm-hmm. So it made be like three o'clock and I'm just trying to go to sleep. So I'm, I'm turning around doing the same little thing with my head peaked out, my regular routine on how I sleep. And that's, that's another thing. Growing up like that in that room was really sad because you had a nightly routine. Routine. That was the back room. I, it was just that house period. Growing up, being able to see ghosts, mm. you 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 start that fucking um routine because I had the same routine. Twelve o'clock would come, national anthem, turn over on my side with my back face in the room and my face and my front side face in the wall, cover up, covers over my head, build like an igloo, mm. make a little hole for the air, and strap in for the ride. That's a shame. So. <laughs> My nightly routine I had started, and I went trying to drift off to sleep, but never could do it because mm-hmm. it's always a fear that something's and also, in there. you're a night owl, so you're not tired. Mm-mm. But you're trying to See, force and yourself then, and to that's an, And that's another thing, because with my dad, my dad passed away with cancer, and he, his thing, oh, and I didn't understand it then, but I do now, because he was sick and he was tired because mm-hmm. he had, you know, colon cancer or whatever, so... He was he was always tired, but his tired came so early in the day, man. It, it pissed me off because I could hear kids playing outside, and it was still light. Like, I'm telling you, it was not a pitch well, why dark. Why didn't you just go outside? I did one time. 
I went out there because he's going to tell me get my pajamas on, get ready to go to bed. I'm saying, no. And this crazy part, me and him would have talks. I'd be like, Dad, we're going to stay up late now because I don't want to go to, because my mom would go to card games. So yeah. I, he would be watching me. And once he's, you know, his body, I guess, started getting weary, he, it, I'm telling you, it'd be like 7 o'clock, 7.30. It was early, like, like back when the lights, was, it was lit outside. It still... was just about to get dark, but it was nowhere near it. Like street lights hadn't come on yet. No, and it was it was still lit, like but not light, but getting dark. Like, like you could have had another hour. Yes, no. Matter of fact, you could have had another hour outside and then had more hours inside watching TV. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. When he got sick, when he got sick, when his cancer got worse, it was basically when he went to sleep, you went to sleep, and that was for the rest of the night. So regardless, cause, but. I hated it, but now that I realize, you know, mm-hmm. what was really going on with him, with his cancer and stuff, I realized why he was so tired and sick. But I didn't know then, because, like, you know, I didn't know he even had cancer until he was gone. Right. That's the secrets that they kept. But anyway, that's another story. But, um, yeah, so it was light out. I could hear, like, them playing at times. But that particular night, he was in his room. My mom wasn't there. He was in his room. He was sleeping. It had to be like maybe about 8 o'clock, maybe mm-hmm. 7.30. It had to be like 8 o'clock. And so I'm just laying there. I hear I hear it so clear. Like the move, the, the, you could hear it as if it's just turning. Because you could hear it. Because A, when, when I used to turn it, I used to do it so hard all the time just to hurry up and get it to pop out. Mm-hmm. That now it had almost a creak to it a when creak, it would turn. Yeah. That- yeah, so you knew it was being yeah, turned. So I'm hearing before it really even starts singing the song. Yes, so I'm 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 hearing this 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 creaking. Then I just slowly hear the. Now it's not going fast, so it's not trying to like really give me a, sh- uh, uh, you know, because it's not it's speeding. It's to build up the the strength. Yeah, you got to leak some fear, so they can drain off of it, and then influence it greater. So that's what it, yeah. So that's what it was doing because it was going in a regular pace, but I'm stiff. Like oh my god, like. And that's a shame. That's what make me believe. I don't care that they came to you like white. You had to been something wrong with you. You couldn't have been a good ghost, because that's who does that. Like you you're eliciting a fear response. You are doing something that you know. Like if you're an intelligent haunting, that means at one time you were alive. To be intelligent, that means you have kept some semblance, some semblance of right and wrong. You know you did. Mm-hmm. So you you know what would have scared you when you was alive. Mm-hmm. So you know damn well that you're not physically moving that, that the music box or the jack-in-the-box. Right. You know that it's moving on its own. To me, that's what it looks like. Right. So you know you're scaring me. That's not a good ghost. No. Like I feel and like I- when it's a good ghost, they smile, they wave, they go away. No, I don't feel like they were bad, but I don't feel like they were good either just because of the way that they would get my attention. Like It's like you purposely are standing there, and because I'm not no longer facing the door, you like you're going to do something make to make me acknowledge you. But then it could have been them. Like, see me. Do you see me? Like, yep. you could have, for all I know, because I'm by me being young and not knowing, they could have been trying to get my attention on some, can you see me? Like, do you see me? We're here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or you don't know. Like, what? Because... The old the land is old, I and mean, she's telling you that it was that slave girl. Because I tell you that was the big house. 
that's across that way before they built all the ex before they built onto the land. I believe it all at one time belong belonged to that big house that sits at the front. Mm-hmm. So they could have been telling you there was something hidden. Cause why was she hung by a mob of men? See, I know, I know, like you got? that's what I'm saying. Like if I wasn't so terrified, but as a child, I you know, out on all sorts of treasures. You're not trying to hear that as no child. Two people standing and in your doorway. And they never came to me. You never seen them. They never came to I'm... me. Mm. Never. My my thing was never seeing. I never with my eyes, like with my real eyes, I never saw a, a ghost as a kid. It was only after I would close my eyes. Mm -hmm. And it was so, it's so strange and so weird trying to explain it to people. Because it was like I would close my eyes and as soon as they would close, as I settled into the darkness behind my eyelids, mm -hmm. it's like they, I might as well have opened up my eyes again. Except when I, from behind my eyelids, it was like watching from behind my eyelids. And the room would, it would brighten up. Like the room would get lighter. Mm -hmm. As and it would almost look like one of those old picture movies in black and white, mm. but be bright so that I can see. And with my eyes closed, I would be able to see the entire room and whatever was in there, only then I could see it. Mm. When I would open my eyes, it would be gone, but I could feel it. Then when I closed my eyes, the room would be back again and I could see it as clear as day. Mm. So I, that was always a weird part of my ability. Like, I couldn't see him with my real eyes, but if I closed my eyes, almost like the third eye, mm -hmm. it was almost like seeing through that. That's probably what it is. You probably do got a third eye. You haven't felt like well, that? Well, that bad boy closed. I was going, they said you could open it. I, I was reading on how, but then they started saying the weird consequences that come with that, mm -hmm. and I ain't want none of that. I ain't seen nothing in years, you know, up front and, and abrasive, mm -hmm. and I don't want to see nothing <laughs> up front and abrasive. <laughs> I like to look from a distance like a, a spectator at a zoo. So anyway, the the music box playing. I'm not keep saying music box. The jack in the box is playing. I'm laying there. And curiosity you it's just eating me up it like because kills the cat. now I'm trying to figure out like who's turning it. I gotta see what's going on behind me because you know I'm facing the wall, so every all the action, the door and all that is behind me. Yeah. So now I'm thinking Oh no, you not don't creep behind me. Like what's going on? I gotta turn around. I gotta see what's going on behind me. So I slowly and you know how you how kids do this in a in a scary movie. They hold the covers up to like yeah. under their neck, almost covering their face, and slowly so turn around. That's the that's the move I did, and I'm just looking at the now, mind you. The music box now is lit. The jack in the box. Right? Yes, the jack in the box is lit. Like, it's almost like illuminated, like a color is coming mm. from it, but it's a bright color. It's white. It almost looks like somebody just turned off all the lights and turned on the flashlight to the mu to the jack in the box. Uh. Just so I could watch the Jackson jack in the box play. That's what, it, that's what it looked like. So I'm just staring at it, looking at it. Now, mind you, this clown pops out of this jack in the box. When I tell you that I don't know what that was, but it was not no jack-in-the-box clown that I originally played with. Mm. The clown came out, it popped out, it didn't make no sound but the pop sound that it makes anyway. Yeah. And when the, I'm getting chills right now telling this story. Then when it came out, it was like this, this sinister smile on its face. 
Mm. Teeth showing. Hair is everywhere now. Now, mind you, the clown didn't have no hair. It had a jester hat, like the kind of hang down yeah. and bells on the end. Yeah. That's what it had. But when that bad boy came out, he looked almost like Ronald McDonald, but without the curl. His mm-hmm. hair was just everywhere. So I'm like, I'm just staring at it. And it just, it's it's just, now it's going almost like in a circle, like the wind blow type of, yeah. uh, and it's just, you, it's just. You know, like, all cars must go. Yeah, those things. And that's just going around like that. And I'm just watching it the whole time, watching it, getting, oh my gosh, my terror. I'm so scared. I'm, I don't, I remember I didn't move. I just shut my eyes. And when I opened them again, damn it if these two people not standing in the door. I don't know what that is. But you know what? It's this one particular time that I don't know what made, what possessed me to do this. Normally, I used to sleep at the top, right? Mm-hmm. So this one particular time, I slept at the bottom of the bed. I don't know. I just usually sleep at the top where I face her wall. You know, mm-hmm. the wall. Where, you know how I sleep. With the wall. But this one time I turned all the way around and I slept basically with my feet at the top. Oh, no. You and my head at the, the door. Yes. Why would you lay like that? I don't know what possessed me to do that. Your head would be basically right next to the door. My bed was not that close. It was just right over. <laughs> it's too damn close. It ain't that close. Don't have people it's close enough that, that all they got to do is step into the door, take three steps, and they'd be right up top of your head. No, it's not three steps. Like four. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. That's better. No, but I'm saying I don't want him to think that it's really that close. Like, like when you walk in, like the room was real tiny. No, the room is big depending on how you set your room up. Yeah, and that's when the bed was over there and my toys was against the wall. But if I'm understanding where your bed was, that's too close to that door. I couldn't have. Not knowing that they come down there every night, I just wouldn't have. That I don't know. A, I don't know. Mistake. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what. And, and normally, I wouldn't have done it. So I don't know what possessed me a to do that. Rookie mistake. So they I never get my black ass too close to no door. Not Clyde. They had to come into the room, and come over near me or stand at the edge of the bed. Well, this went. Well, this time, like I said, I was laying that way, and you know, I, I, I noticed that. The, the hallway, cause I like I I don't I hated the fact that she wouldn't let me shut my door, mm-hmm. and so I'm just looking at like the hallway. It's just dark. This before she kept the light out there. It was normal. I wonder why just cutting off subject right quick. Did she buy that lamp and start turning on the light or keeping it on all night? Oh, to try to get me to leave my door open. Oh, that's why she did mm-hmm. that? She told me she was going to get the lamp. No, then... no, no, no. When I'm saying when I was younger, you wasn't born yet. Oh, I don't she, know. Um, I remember for a while that the lamp was gone again. Yeah, it was going after a while. After I grew up and moved out or whatever, it, was, it, was, it wasn't there. Like, she didn't do it as much. But I'm just, like, so going back to this, I'm laying on the edge of the bed, and I turn, and I'm just looking outside. Into, I'm looking out into the hallway with no fear. That, that's the thing. That particular night, I don't know what was going on with me. Like, I was, I was, like I was like inviting was waiting, them. Waiting for them. Yes, I was waiting. And I I'll was like, when you get here. I was turning. I was looking. I noticed the hallway started to get real dark, like darker than dark. Mm-hmm. And I'm still just staring out. Like, I'm just saying, forget this. You're going to tell me something. Like, at that point, I think I was ready to just face it. Yeah. So, 
I remember I fell asleep because I was just staring at the, the door till I finally fell asleep. And the closet. Oh, my God. The closet started to creak like somebody was opening the closet. And you know my head. Now, that's close. Yeah. You want to talk about close. The yeah. closet to, from where my head was is really that close. They had every intention of being too damn close to your face. Yeah. Yes. So... I'm listening to the door closet. Now I hear it because you know it's loud. You can yeah, always you tell can, when somebody's you opening that. It's lying because it's it's in, them hinges need to be oiled three three hundred times over. Yeah, they were so creaky. So I'm just laying there, listening to the door, listening to the closet slide open. I'm not saying nothing. I'm just petrified because now I can't move, and I'm like, what is going on? Like I'm really scared. So it's like. All of a sudden, like, my head is just facing the door and everything is just, like, I can't move. Like, I couldn't turn my head to not look. Mm -hmm. So I just shut my eyes. I keep my eyes shut. And I can hear the door. Now, now, now the door is sliding back and forth. Mm -hmm. But it's doing it real slow so when you would always hear the creaks. Yeah. And I'm just laying there, can't move. Then all of a sudden, the door here come like, you could... Like, it wouldn't be a shine bright when and they just appear. Yeah. They would just appear from the darkness and be all light, all white. So I just look. And this particular time, I, I was, they were just there, and I was just staring at them. Like, I'm staring at them with pleading eyes now. Like, mm. it's almost like I'm scared. Like, please stop this. And you could just, like, the lady, she was just staring at me like the... Mostly, the guy, when he would come, they would just stare straight, like almost past me. Mm -hmm. But this particular time, he was looking like almost past me, but she was staring directly at me. And it was, it was nothing that I felt from her. But all I know is the closet started to close. And once the closet started to close and it finally closed... I was able, like, and it it was so terrifying that mm -hmm. I shimmied my mm -hmm. way from the bottom with the covers on top of me, mind you, all the way around and was able to turn my body around without getting out of that bed or anything or without flipping, making, making it really look obvious. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I shimmied up, slid around almost like a fidget spinner. That's a shame. And yeah. And yeah, and my feet were out. Before I could put them covers on my feet, I felt like somebody had tickled the bottom of my feet. Oh, and that God. is why, to this day, I do not like sleeping with my feet exposed. Do not touch me, bro. Don't do that. But that's what happened. That's the creepiest thing. But after a while, like, I don't know if it was because I grew out of it, but when I got older... I I I was almost like inviting because then I would sleep with the door open. I would face the door. I would sleep on the floor closer to the door. Like I wanted it. Like it felt like what happened to my childhood. Like I don't know. Like like. Talia said she saw them, and she looked at them, and she watched them, and laid the hell back down and closed her eyes and went right back to sleep. You know you can't play those type of games with Talia. Cause once once a certain time hit and Talia gets sleepy, mm -hmm. that she that she you don't done. care who around you done. 
She said they were standing right there. And she said she knew that it was ghosts. But she didn't care because she was tired. <laughs> she said she was so sleepy and she looked right at him and stared at him and turned over and closed her eyes and went back to bed. And that was the middle room, right? And yeah. that's what she told me. And I was so... I know that had to be felt like... I know they had to feel like... Oh, no, this, this, this is didn't. not Tiki. She just turned around like and went right back to snore. Good night. And, you tried it. And that's crazy because I still... Cause why I was so glad. I was so glad to know that somebody had seen that. So that was sort like, and the crazy part is, she had said it and she had told both of the stories and they both fit the same exact mm -hmm. descriptions. And I was so glad in my spirit because for so many years I thought, like my mom said, I'm dreaming. And, I'm then, to, and then for it to be Talia who's seen them, because mm. you know that she pissed me off too. Because I don't like when I feel like ghosts are attacking my kids, like, mentally. She rarely see anything. Mm-mm. So for her to have seen y'all, why they they was attracted to y'all? Probably because we was girls or something. I don't know, because they ain't never come in that back room. Well... Because it was something else in that back room. I don't know, because the only time... Like, the only thing I had... The, the back room was my grandfather's room, and he had passed away. But... And then you you had moved in there. But the only thing that really creeped me out with that room was the fact that it was his room and he was no longer in there. So I already knew that right there was kind of, you know, mm -hmm. iffy because now I'm looking at the mirror, not, not knowing if he's going to show up, pop up. Like I I would get that, that, that feeling sometimes that I was going to be in there and he was going to show. Mm -hmm. But he never did. It was really peaceful. the mirror that used to be on the back of the door? Like it was the one almost that, like the one in the bathroom. I don't remember that, but I don't like that either. It was on the back of the back room door. But unlike the one in the bathroom, it wasn't nailed to it. It was one she kept hung up there. Oh, uh, that brown one? Yep. It was like brown wooded around yep. there? Okay. That bad boy came off and went into her room the first night that I remember ever sleeping in that back room. You can get this shit out of here right now. I don't know who you think you can, but if you think I'm going to lay in that bed and be able to look down at the end of my bed and look over and see a mirror... So I can see all kinds wasn't of Wasn't everything nonsense. wasn't everything still in there? It was still my grandpa's bed. His his rocking chair. Yo, and did you ever notice like when you slept in the bed was big because it wasn't like it was what was it, like a queen size? It was like a full size, but it was big, right? Yeah. So I mean like you ever slept in that bed and just felt like you weren't the only one in that bed? No, I never felt that. I felt that. And that was the only thing, like I really it really wasn't a haunting room for me, per se. The only time I've ever had a real haunting experience in that room is that night. That me and you heard that growl. And I was so glad that you flew over on the bed and I slid at the same time, which means we heard it at the same time and we heard the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. Because had I just slid by myself I, and, and looked back at and you, I'm still sitting up normal. looking at me crazy, I would have felt crazy. Yeah. But, but the, I heard it. Yes, and and I'm telling you uh, to the listeners, I swear to God, I bullshit you yeah. not. It was a sound was of a lion. lion. It was a lion. Not like a fake TV movie lion. It was like... Like a real like lion a in zoo. a zoo. Yeah. And... It came from the depths of a powerful soul. And then, I don't know why it happened. Like, we were just... Because it was... Why was the window even open? Because it was hot. Was it hot? Yeah, and it was late night. Yes, it had to be like three, three, in, the three in the morning, and we it was we was watching TV. Like I'm sitting on the bed, like no, I'm sitting on the floor in front of his bed because the way the bed was, it was like two to the side, so my back would been up against the side of the bed, and he was just laying turned, 
watching TV and I'm just sitting in front of the bed watching TV too. With my feet dangling off. That's how you were sitting? Yeah, I was sitting on the edge of the bed with my feet dangling off because you always say I I slid down, I slid over, but I didn't. You slid over. I melted down off of that Yeah, bed. I melted down. No, what I did was... You fell... Oh, you, all you I did started was go to over slide onto forward. Side. Yep, I was sliding forward going down... Onto the floor. From my and butt I to my back. off of the bed, off of the edge of it, and went down onto the floor, and our faces ended up right next to each other. Looking at each other like, what did you and hear? You said, what did you hear? What, what did, did you, you hear? hear? <laughs> you know, like, uh, uh, I want to know. I, made sure, I, I wanted to make sure me and you heard the same exact thing. You was like a, a lion. I said, did it roar? It was a lion's roar. Man, did you did you realize how, how quickly we, we got up off up that floor and ran in, and ran in there to my mom? Now I think about it, as I got older, I, I started to equate that with that Bible verse. The, the enemy roams, like a lion, roams the earth like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. So what if we'd have been in the backyard? We'd have been in that backyard smoking. We'd have seen something. It would have devoured us. Oh, my what, what, God. What would we have seen? Uh, if you can, if you could, we probably would have broke was, that back door trying to get through that house. If that was what we heard, and that was the power of it, and it was it was able to roar like that, imagine the form that we would have seen. You know what I believe? I believe at that time when it did do that, it wanted us to come to that yep. window. It wanted you to look. It out wanted there. you to come it to this. It probably standing. thought we would have, but yep. we weren't with that. It would have been something standing right in the middle of the backyard. Yeah, and I would have freaked out, never been back to that right house. Right at the back of the gate. And yes, because I've always, always felt it like been. it's something standing at that yep. gate that just can't come in. Like you can't I get in the gate. Yeah, it's like I because I'm I'm gonna be real. A lot of times I felt like the house was protecting me too, and then a lot of times I felt like it's it's, it's certain stuff that could slip through. Yeah, but it was certain times where it it was evil stuff that was heavy, and it would shut it down. Mm-hmm. Like the, it was one night in particular that was just really bad, and I couldn't sleep at all. And I just was, I remember laying in the bed and I'm just sweating bullets mm. underneath these covers because it was almost like racing thoughts where you could hear all them voices whispering at once. Yeah. And they, they just going and going. So this time I had the covers all the way over me and I had them tucked into my back so that, so that like it wouldn't be able to rip the covers from my back and yank me out that way. Mm-hmm. And then I had it tucked into the front of me. So I was really a burrito, but wrapped all the way up. And this time I had said fuck the hole and didn't even put the hole there because I didn't even trust that mm. and and that's crazy because this just came to me that was why I did it because the the previous night I had seen somebody's eye peek back at me what and I was that's when I was done with that hole and that just came Yo, back to where me where you was at that just came back to me in the in the very back room and the crazy thing is I, had my, I was facing the wall so how the hell was I able to see an eye but after that, I never slept with a peephole again. That's when I would like if I did, I would it would be so tiny that I would be it would only be enough for me oh to get wasps. Oh my of air. god, I would have died in there. But it wasn't like a it wasn't like a regular eye. It was just like all black, like an all black eye, just a pupil of it. And I could have been tripping. You weren't tripping, because I know I like when you said that when you said um. Oh my God! What did you just say you did? Oh, the racing thoughts thing. Mm-hmm. When I when I was out, like my the racing thoughts that ever always come to me is when I was in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And besides the time that I was folding clothes, I think I told that story too. When I was folding clothes and 
it, it the crazy part when I was folding them clothes, it was a nice day, but then all of a sudden the wind started to pick up a little bit. Mm. So as the wind's picking up, I'm just hearing like in the wind almost like whispers. Like it, it, and it, you know what made it crazy? Because like now that I think about it, it's almost like um, it was it was, but not as deep as it was on the craft. When when they had came to her and tried to make it seem like she wasn't a witch no more, mm-hmm. and you see how that she made that wind pick up, mm-hmm. it was almost like that. It the the sky was like that. It just wasn't as intense as hers was. The wind was just blowing real like started to blow pick up a lot, and I'm just in the in the wind. I'm hearing all these voices just whispering. They all just whisper like everybody's talking at once. You know what's crazy, mine? Hmm. And I didn't realize it. It's so weird when you recall things and you 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 pick up different memories mm-hmm. from stuff that you have often thought about and you remember it differently. Yeah. Each time you think about it, and you it's like certain things that you didn't recognize were happening at that time. Mm-hmm. You start to pinpoint. Mm-hmm. The night that you said, if your dad and your grandpa is watching, and them two cats jumped, mm-hmm. when the wind started to blow, I heard whispers in the wind. You did? I heard whispers in the wind. It, I swore to me then that it sounded like somebody was talking, mm-hmm. and it sounded like multiple voices, but the wind was so heavy that you could have yes. you you put it on the wind blowing that heavy. Yes. But now that I think about it, that wasn't the wind. It was voices. It probably was their voices. This girl done called us down here. I don't care about no point you Maybe trying to prove. Shit at the, <laughs> neither one of us cared. You couldn't have loved them that much because them two cats jumped that gate. You tried to, we could have put, if we could have pushed that glass back door down, we would have. And the crazy part, listeners, we were so bold as to say it. I wasn't, I didn't know them. You was the one summoned them. Out of nowhere, just because I'm back there feeling sad. And, well, no, we wasn't even feeling sad because I was just back there chilling, smoking my last cigarette because my mom used to, didn't like smoking in the house. And I would, I I went out there and just smoking and we just started talking about my pop-up and, I and my dad and I just you know got a little teary eyed and I was like I wonder if they see me if they proud of me like we just having a regular conversation then something sparked my stupid mind as to say if y'all are out there I mean if you see me and you and you could hear me give me a sign when that it wind didn't take all of two it, seconds. and it didn't take long for the it wind took all of two seconds. the wind started to pick up it started getting really chilly and I'm like whoa it's getting cold I'm about to go in but before I could even finish go in these two cats just jumped the fence and what would have been they the made odds? A show. they made a show of jangling the gate cuz you know they normally just leap and they land on the gate with grace yeah they climbed it so that miss Phil's metal gate would bang against mum's wooden one and you would hear them coming. Yep. They got to the top of it, stood, stood there for the while, for a while, like almost connected I eyes with you. And it wasn't like a scared cat. It wasn't that is Gary run off. They purposely climbed halfway up the gate, stared stood, at you for a while. Yep, stared over at me. And when I tell you this was, it was too, it was, too, it was too simultaneously. They jumped at the to same have, time. To Perfect. have been. Just that way that they were, because they both were you like would climbing. One to land, one, the one other. to be land before the other one. The other one they jumped, jumped down, at the same and then time one pop up at the same and looked, and he jumped down. It didn't happen like that. Mm-mm. These, nope. these, these bad boys climbed the fence. Nope. You could hear them climbing. They had their paws over the top. They didn't of even it. climb the whole gate. No, because their paws were just on yep, the top. They held the top. Of the they gate were just and holding it. At you. All the only thing that came over was their heads. Yep, and their Popped heads, their heads and, their over, hands. and their paws. 
pop their hands. Yeah, it's about paws. hands. They popped their paws and their head over and looked right over at us. Stood there for like like maybe five Mississippis. Then let go. Yeah. And scurry back off into the night. And no sooner did that happen that the wind stopped. The wind stopped and we tried to push our way back through that back door. And we almost broke that back door trying to get in. Because I'm trying to get in faster than it him. It wasn't even a question anymore of was that them. You knew immediately from the fear you and that, felt. And that, and it, no, I'm not even well, going to say it fearful. wasn't fear. Was it was fear. fear. The only thing that scared me was the fact that it happened. I was full of fear. Like, wow. That fit. But then once we got in the house and we were calm, we, we shut the door, looked back out there. Everything was just like, oh. Like, so, I yeah. felt all after that. I felt like, wow, that was them. But and you know what else is crazy? Like, you notice that when you got older, a lot of things in that house Seemed to calm down because they knew that you weren't the one. Yeah. Because being in that house as a child they, was they like almost you. terrifying. You was walking on eggshells. Yes, but, but once you became like once a, a I moody became, teenager, yeah, once I became a moody teenager, shit, like a lot shit of changed. shit started changing. You don't come to me like that no more because like, you know that I'm liable to cyclone through this house. Like, and I believe that's when the people, the white people, stopped coming. Mm-hmm. Like they just stopped coming. I just stopped. I and then it got to the point that. Like, for a long time, I will always sleep facing the wall because I was always scared to face the outer part. You remember that took me a long time mm-hmm. to overfear that? I had already had kids. I think I had three kids by the time. Yes, sleep. I was a grown woman still scared to sleep. Any kind. Of, it wasn't until I was tired. Like, I was literally tired of fearing this all my life. And one day I just told Walter, I'm going to sleep any way I want. And I'm going to have to realize that whatever dreams come upon me, I am dreaming. Uh-huh. And, you know, once you really put Accept your foot it. down stop and changing. stop accepting things, a lot of things will change. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying go back to back with no ghosts no. or no spirit. Because it's undoubtedly strong. But what you have to do is you have to put it in your mind because that's what I what did. you're not going to tolerate. Yes, because, and I and honestly, I bullshit you or not. It was always any time that I would sleep, like, facing the door or anything, like, I would always have these terrible not, nightmares. that's not just you, because that's something genetic that you've passed off, because I'm like that. And it's not if you face the door or, or the wall. If you sleep <coughs> on your right side, you're going to have a nightmare. Yes, and, and I don't know what that means. if you sleep on your left side, you'll have a good dream. And I don't know why that is. I don't know why that is either. But so. I do it as a lucid dreamer. And sometimes, depending on my mood, I do it on purpose and trigger a nightmare. Mm. Flop right on my right side. And as I'm heading off to sleep, I'll be, I, I, you know how you talk to yourself? Mm-hmm. I'll turn on that side and as I'm heading off to sleep, I'll say, you so stupid. You know, good and well, this great be a bad dream. And then the, the other part of my brain is saying, and I don't give two fucks, I'm tired. Yes. Close your yes, eyes. Yes, because that's what I put Close into your my eyes head. Close go to bed. Whatever happened, yep. you're a luciter. And they're in for a hell of an asshole. I remember, no, and the crazy part is when I first decided to do that, when I first decided to sleep any kind of way I wanted, and that is when the shadow man came. The well, shadow he said, man. Well, let's test that theory. Yep, he said, let's test it. But, honey, let me tell you, when he left that night, the next night, I slept like but that. But, of course, he, he didn't come there for that. He said, I don't give a fuck if you sleep with your, with your head up underneath your neck and 3,000 pillows tucked underneath your feet. I'm here because you got people running in and out the building. <laughs> and this is what happens when people run in and out the building. Anybody can get in. But Anybody. they do say that. They do say that 
Sometimes the shadow man don't come like that. He comes as a warning. Uh-huh. He comes as like, and he maybe... get your life. I think that, with, I don't think him rattling the cigarettes was trying to fear me. No, I he think, wanted you to realize. I, I, want, I think he, he was trying to get me to really acknowledge yep. that. You're not, this is, he you're not He didn't even have to dreaming. try with me. From the moment I sat up my, I opened my eyes, boom. I woke up from a dead sleep and something told me, look over into the room. mm I looked over into the room, and again, I could not see anything. But now I was older because I tried it. I closed my eyes, thinking I was it was going to do the same thing, but that no longer worked. Mm. Instead, when I closed my eyes, that thinking back on it, that was the first time I ever experienced that knowing that I tell you about, mm. where where things just start to knowledge just start to drop down into my head from like this 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 weird source i don't know where it comes from but like when i be doing shit like that when i look at a person you you've seen me do it because you've been present like the boy when he was singing and i said his man his mom his mom was a drug addict she left him smooth in the back of the car the the pastor that you see him preaching at his church that man and his wife took him in as a yeah, baby he read that whole boy's life didn't know that boy from adam some random boy we had passed along watching on YouTube, and he was singing gospel. And Walter was just like, I see that boy's life so clear. He's adopted. Them not his real family. And then he was like, his mom was on drugs and left him. And no sooner this boy gets up there to do his testimony. No, his mother, his adopted mother is talking about his life. She goes on to say that he was adopted. His mother was on drugs. I'm like, wow, you've seen this before. I swear to God, I didn't. That's not, my mom, you don't remember when mom tried to look at me like I was a witch? I said, that fan grade come down. Oh my, yes. And not two seconds later, boom, boom. And mom stayed in there. If this had been the 1800s, she would have cried. Because you was going She would have cried for me to be stoned. Because that was the look in her eyes. Like she didn't want to be near me. Like for real, for scared. real. Like, like she wanted to yell out witch. <laughs> and and have the townspeople come in. Because if you and imagine if that had fell on her, she would have died. Yeah, and I told you remember I said it, Mom, go near the door. That that fan's about to fall. Yeah, Mommy, back up. Yup. And no sooner did he say that, the fan just started twirling real fast. And dropped. And it just dropped. I was like, what? It was a big ceiling fan, too. So that was crazy. That would have hit me or my mom. Y'all would have been done. Yes, we would have been. And or serious. No, I probably wouldn't have been, but she would have. Because she, she's small and tiny. So. Thinking back on it, that was the first time that Claire Cognizance happened. Cause I don't, rem- I don't recall, and this is put my swear my hand to God, I do not recall seeing him with my eyes. Mm. I could see a mass in the dark, but like I told you, all I would have, all I should have been able to recognize was his 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 midsection, because he was far too tall, and his top half went above the bunk bed, and his bottom half was below it. Mm. Yet when I closed my eyes. Uh, image came to my mind without me really seeing it. It was just an image. I saw I, it flashed, and I saw the Abe Lincoln top hat. Mm. I could I, in my mind's eye, I could make out. I knew immediately, and I was. I remember did having you, this conversation you know, in my head. Did you know immediately who he was based off of what Monty said? Or that did didn't you, come to the did next. Day. To that didn't come until it. the next day when I was in school, mm. and I was just. Because I was so rattled. And, I, you know, I ain't talked to nobody about that shit in school. Because mm-hmm. I'm just, they was doing their work. But in, in my mind, I'm sitting here, and I'm just, I'm not really doing my work. I'm sitting here, and I'm trying to process all of what happened mm-hmm. yesterday. That's a, <laughs> so, I, I didn't see any of what he had on, but I knew what he had on. 
and that's the weirdness. That that's really what Claire Cognizance is knowing. Mm. I didn't see it. I knew what he had on. Like I knew it was three slits at the bottom of that trench coat. I knew he had on an Abe Lincoln style top hat. I knew that he was above the bunk bed, looking down on me. Yo, now that you say that, I didn't look him up and down to know everything that he had on. Nope. But somehow, that's what I seen. Mm-hmm. Because when he came in and I was already like on the bed, covered up. Like his bottom half would have been to where your bed half, was. You wouldn't have been able, you would have had to bend over your bed. Yes, I would have had to bend and over look and look down on the floor at what because he was, he was so tall. But yet you knew. But yet I could still see the slits like ruffles at the bottom mm-hmm. of the cape. I seen all that. Oh my you. gosh, look. This was deep. Oh, snap. Okay, guys. That's it for this episode. This has been True Ghost Stories by, by Real, Real People. people.